Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You are now listening to the Save Cast, the number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe Cast number 72 with Zoe Pancakes. How you doing today, Zoe? I'm just swell. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And it's a pleasure to finally get you on. I know you've... Uh, I I see you as a relatively new Twitch streamer. I am, yeah. But, like, what is relative at this point? I'm just like, is it two years, three years? Is that still considered? Because I still consider myself new. But now I'm like, I've been streaming for three and a half years. So I'm like kind of like a boomer now. So how long have you oh, been no. streaming for? I've been streaming for a year and a half now. Um, it feels like it's been a lot longer. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's like different phases of Twitch streamers. You know what I mean? There's like you have yeah. the OG, they're their own thing. And then you have the people that started like four or five years ago. And then you have the people that started around when you did. And I feel like everybody kind of like clumps up into yeah. these little like, categories. <laughs> It is really strange that that works that way because it's totally true. I see Foe, Curtis, Bodie. Right. The, those are all like these super OGs. Mm -hmm. And then you got like Hey Jace, Rig, Zulu. Those are kind of like the five-year yeah. Andes, you know? <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. yeah, like now I'm in my own category. I'm like me. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. There's a lot of people actually in my category because I grew up with them or like grew up with them. Uh, started streaming with them. There's a ton of them. But yeah, then I see you. Uh, Qneeks. I know Qneeks has been streaming for yeah. a long time, but it still feels... Well, he streamed Wizard 101, so I don't know if it counted, but <laughs> the fact that relatively the, recently. The fact that he streamed Wizard 101 oh is just so perfect. Like, that is literally Qneeks. Like, yeah, this, like, long, curly hair and, like, the most <laughs> unflattering camera angle you've ever seen in your life. It's the cutest thing ever. Are, wait, are there, like, saved VODs that I can re-watch, like... Yeah, he has a he has a YouTube channel. I'll send it to you. He has oh a blog. It's really, God. really good. <laughs> I need to see that. Has he changed much? I can't actually see him having changed. Um, I mean, in terms of personality, I don't think he's changed that much. He's just, like, gotten older and maybe a little bit more jaded, but still very much the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
we got some questions about him in the Twitter topics, I noticed. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it is really weird that they just kind of clump up. Um, and then, you know, watch. You still think you're the new streamer you know you're in the new generation just wait like all of a sudden there's gonna be a new generation and you're gonna start feeling like how i feel where you're kind of like a boomer (laughs) it's strange i think i'm already feeling that way a little bit yeah i'll give it another year or so and then i'll really feel that way i'm sure yeah yeah for sure so (laughs) i know there's probably some listeners that don't know who you are haven't checked out your stream yet so if you'll just introduce yourself a little bit about you that'd be nice of course Yeah. Hello. I'm Zoe Pancakes. Um, I would say that people probably know me as a personality streamer, but that's not really what I strive for. Personality is just kind of like there. Um, I'm mainly focusing right now on getting good at the game. That's like kind of what my stream revolves around. And yeah, I'm like getting into end game content and I make some YouTube videos here and there. I hope to make more in the future, but that's pretty much it. Very cool. Yeah, I love seeing people test their limits, I guess, in the game, kind of. And I've seen it with Nick as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's been doing a lot of, like, gauntlet, and he's been testing things. Because I saw Q- – when I first watched QNeeks, I was like, this is, like, the epitome of just a noob. Just total noob. <laughs> like, has no idea. Oh he God. he died to a woman NPC. Yeah, that's the best. I love when he died to a woman. Yeah. So That's one of my favorite clips of all time. <laughs> It's so and bad. And then, of course, the dying to Darok. It looks... And the clip, the clip where he goes, I will not be dying at Barrows. You can clip it right now. And then <laughs> just stitching it with him dying to Darok. <laughs> Dude, watching that woman clip, it, it looks staged. And then you see his reaction. Oh God, and you're like, holy so shit, was this not staged? Like, was this yeah. actually just you dying? No, it was real. What was the other one, too? Hold on, let me go in his chat. He has a... Uh... Exclamation point, death one, death two, death three, death four. Death two, I think, what was it? Death one was, hold on. Why are they coming up? I feel like he died, uh, wait, this is, number two is the woman. Okay, number two is the woman. Number three is Darok. Okay. Yeah, what was number the first four one? I don't know. Death one isn't coming up in the chat. Wait, oh, maybe it's just death. Hold on. Oh, he... <laughs> um, I can send it to you. He's dying at the... Uh, what is it called? The Elder... What are they called? Elder Chaos Druids? Yeah, the the ones in the wilderness. Oh, <laughs> I think... Yep, I remember this. I just sent you the clip. I'm gonna... Here, I'm just gonna briefly show talk it. to somebody. Yeah, oh, no, I can't. There's music. Oh, man. He didn't, he didn't split it. Can't do Bad it. Bad days. Well, it's probably DMCA free if. Yeah, I got to be careful with that. Yeah, fair. Mo- all of the the whole Mofo cast, he shared one clip and the entire thing got demonetized. And then I tried really? to like mute that part, and I was like, "Do I really want to mute?" It was like a, for some reason, it was trying to get me to mute two minutes of it. I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's so yeah, upsetting. So it's whatever. The, the ad revenue from these is just puny. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Q-Neeks, uh, you could just tell that hits him really hard when he dies. Like, yeah. I feel bad for him. I'm glad him. he's moved on. Me too. I'm glad he can just enjoy normal iron. I'm glad he's also seeing stream growth. Because, like, honestly, one of the worst things is switching up your content, going from a hardcore to something else, and feeling very nervous about the whole switch, and then yeah. seeing a drop in viewership. Because that's just, that's, I don't know, it feels like it stacks on and it makes you like sad that's like oh fuck do i remake 
I killed a hardcore once. Bad really? Times. Well, no, but when Group Iron came out, um, I have my most viewed clip ever is of me dying to the troll in Troll Stronghold. <laughs> Wait, but you didn't kill a hardcore Iron Man. Well, it was a hardcore Group Iron, so I lost oh. a life. Oh, so you lost a life. I thought you, yeah. like, PK'd a hardcore Iron Man. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, that's I badass. I killed my own oh, I group see. Iron. I, 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 I was the first life gone. I see. You really hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Do you think the hardcore meta's done? Uh, okay, so we had this conversation because, you know, Bodie's going back mm-hmm. to his main. Who knows how long that'll last because, of course, if you just stop playing this game for a month and you've always enjoyed this game, you're going to come back and have a thirst for it and anything's going right. to sound great. So in Bodhi's situation, just coming back to the game with any mode would have sounded fantastic. And he, him coming back to the main and getting really pumped about it. Who knows how long that lasts for, but he is a big influencer. So if he starts doing main stuff, maybe hardcore meta and stuff like that will kind of fizzle out. Yeah. What do you I think? mean, I see a lot of people doing completionist stuff for a long, long, long time and really enjoying it. Like, Shelby is the first person that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like there's no real, other than Group Iron, obviously, which I think the majority of people are kind of over, other than watching, you know, Foe and the Farmers. Yeah, the Farmers. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen too many hardcores at the top right now that's really true yeah the, it's definitely not as prevalent as it I was i think you can only die to like a dc or servers so many times it's also probably because the servers are so horrible right now that anybody with a hardcore is smart enough not to play it but <laughs> yeah. when will they ever be good <laughs> exactly yeah we've been waiting nine years yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point i haven't really seen that much of an influx of uh hardcores um, I have seen an influx of tile men, however. Yep. A bunch of tile men running around. Mm-hmm. I have seen that as well. <laughs> I really wonder. I was honestly surprised that tile man popped off. I keep seeing tweets of Settled, and his videos are popping the fuck off. I mean. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, as somebody who consumes a lot of YouTube content, I think that YouTube is especially stale right now. So I think that settled could probably shit on the ground and it would still get a million views you know <laughs> yeah. but um it is actually a really good series and i think that it's interesting and unique and you know he wasn't the first to do it but he is doing it the biggest so yeah. i understand why it's getting so highly trafficked but yeah my yeah. only issue with the youtube metas like that is i feel like it comes to a point where people see that it works for somebody and then you see it. a lot of yeah everyone tries it and it just doesn't feel authentic and yeah. then it kind of just devalues the whole thing but there are some people that are doing it that I find really interesting, and I think they're doing it well. But some of them, I'm like, all right, you can, we can stop pickpocketing a woman for 20 minutes in a video now, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I also have to talk about Torvesta, but just to finish off a settled thing. It is actually, it must be the greatest feeling in the world to start a series and then have the next episode and the one after progressively do better views-wise. That has yeah, got to feel rare. so good. Yeah, that's really rare. Very rare. I can't even imagine how that feels because I remember doing a le- I was trying to do a leagues series and I was going to be uploading a video every day. Just whatever That's I do so in that. <laughs> and yeah, like my first video, I mean, I'm a small YouTuber. So my first video got like 2K views. 
mm-hmm. was like, okay, that's decent. Then the next one got like 1,200. I'm like, oh, God, like this is already going downhill quick. And yeah. then it just demotivates you. But if you were to, you know, see some growth, it just stacks and you just start getting more hype about it and you start getting more invested in the series. Yeah, absolutely. Torvesta, however, his series, have you seen it? The hardcore one right yeah. now? So good. It is so well done. It is like masterful. <laughs> yeah, it, everything he does is absolutely perfect. He was like one of the first. I've been watching Torvesta since I was in like I don't know. I think like tenth grade or something. Damn. And I've been a huge fan of him forever. And it's just like gotten yeah. so much better and better and better and better as the years have gone on. Yeah, which is so cool because he doesn't need to do that. He would still pull great views, have a really successful YouTube career if he just made his little PK videos here and there. Yeah, like, that's what I know him for. And What's this, funny about Tor- yeah. sorry? No, you're good. <laughs> What's funny about Torvesta is that I can like actually attribute so much of my like growth and success on Twitch directly to him. Really, which is very strange in retrospect. Yeah, he made a video called um, what is it? Uh, like trolling RuneScape streamers, and I'm on the thumbnail. Oh. And when he made that video, I'd only been streaming for like a month, and after he posted that video, I think I got like 600 followers from yeah i started at like 400 something and immediately i like hit 1k just because he posted that one video that's amazing yeah and i still have people that come in this was december 2020 and people still come in and say hey i saw you in that torvesta video what that's awesome (laughs) yeah so weird See, that's like yeah. a really cool thing. That was something when I started streaming, I remember thinking if I ever got bigger as a content creator, I would want to show love to the little guys because I was Absolutely. there, you know? Absolutely. And the the impact you have on smaller creators is so massive. And just being Torvest, I mean, if you ask anybody in the game, basically, who Torvest is, everyone would know, you know? Of be course, like, yeah, I know yeah. who Torvest is. So that kind of power to just be able to really help a smaller creator out, even though you're not even, it's just, you don't even see it that way. You just do it and it just is a huge help. That's what Will did for me. I mean, it's Will probably doesn't even know uh, because he's just so big now. I just barely even go into stream and, uh, you know, I can barely even like say anything <laughs> except for like a sub message. But he seriously helped me out so much starting out and he doesn't even know it. What did he do for you? Just raided me. Just mm. would send me a raid, and then I, you know, a few hundred people would come over. And will raids are stacked. I mean, you'll see like multiple they penises talk. and they the, talk, like the ASCII yeah. penises and stuff. <laughs> and um, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but you get so much interaction, and so yeah, not only great. is it just more followers, it's like you exponentially get more entertaining because you just have so much going on. Right. Isn't it the worst when you get a raid with, like, so many people and nobody chats? Dead silent, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so uncomfortable. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like, wait, what's going on here? Was this a raid or a... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's what strange. Yeah, what are we doing? And it's really yeah, strange when you, like, get super into it. You're like, welcome, everybody. And it's just, like, crickets. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, your own chat dies as well. You're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I'm going to kill the boss now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, what what have you noticed? Okay, so you've been streaming for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you noticed as a streamer with a small chat versus a large chat? Like, uh, what? How does it feel when you have um, like thirty people versus two hundred people? There's definitely ups and downs. 
uh, to both. I feel like when I first started streaming and my chat would die, I also, when I first started streaming, so, okay, when I first started streaming, I was streaming leagues, uh, last leagues, what was that, Trailblazers? And I was really bad at the game. Like, I remember my first stream ever, I did Murder Mystery on leagues, and it took me probably two hours because <laughs> I just, like, did not know how to, like, do a quest, and I also did not know how to read the chat, and the whole thing was so overwhelming. But... Um, after that, like the few weeks after that, I think I was just working on my quest cape or something. And I remember there would be times where the chat would just completely die for like 20 minutes. And I was so insecure that I was like, there's no way that I can keep streaming. Like I, I have to end the stream. I also would like drink, not a lot, but I would need like a drink or two just to make it through and not be completely in my head. Like it was, it was really, really a stressful time. And then as time went on um, and my chat got more active, it got a lot easier. But then on the flip side, like when your chat dies and you have a lot of people there, you're like, oh no, what am I doing wrong? I think I've gotten over like all these insecurities since, but I I also have a more active chat now, so I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like they never really leave uh, those kind of insecurities because I still feel the same way. I mean, you know, you'll be doing a certain piece of content and I am one of those streamers that like has endless progress to my account. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'm on these grinds for months and it's just right. like, sometimes I'm in my own head like this, I have been doing this for so fucking long. Nobody's enjoying it at this point. And then like the <laughs> chat dies and I'm in my head. I'm like, even though yeah. I have like maybe 150 people and nobody's talking, it feels as though if I don't start artificially saying things right now, everyone's going to leave. But yeah. then they don't. And I'm like, oh, maybe it is fine to just be quiet for a, a second or two. I know, you know but like... it's just, it's so stressful. Like, I don't think it's stressful anymore now, especially since I've done Inferno. Like, I'm totally fine being quiet for a few minutes if mm. I need to. But at first, it was, like, the hardest thing. Yeah. But yeah, on the flip side of that, too, like, now that I have a more active chat, some days it's really great. And some days, like, you know, we have great conversation. I want to talk about everything. I feel like things are flowing here and there. Sometimes I feel like I can't even keep up with the conversation. Yeah. And then sometimes the chat is just full of, like, the worst people I've ever met in my entire life. No offense. Like, not my regulars, obviously. But sometimes, like, no offense to anybody. (laughs) But, like, sometimes if I get a raid from, like, another female streamer, like, I will just get the... Can I say Uh, the I word on here? The I word? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Um... You it's banned probably. on Twitch. Yeah, well, I just get the worst fucking incels I've ever met in my entire <laughs> okay. life. Just, like, making me, like, hate, like, sometimes sometimes I forget that I'm a, a female who streams, and then sometimes I remember. And when I remember, oh, I really remember. And, yeah, it's just, it, it, there's, like, you know, there's always going to be pluses and minuses to everything. I see, but, I see you as a very confident woman, and... I like you're just very bubbly you're just fucking awesome like I just go into your stream and you're just killing it like it just feels like you know who you are everything's good but you're still a woman on Twitch and I was Mm -hmm. talking to Nicole next or last week (laughs) and we were just talking about it and like the shit that you guys deal with so what have you noticed I guess just being a woman on Twitch I guess we'll kind of go into it a little bit Well, I feel very, very blessed that I have like actually a phenomenal community. And I feel like for the most part, I've gotten to the point where if somebody comes in and like, you know, does the typical like talk down to or, oh my God, baby girl, you're so sexy, like whatever, anything like that, like my chat will just shut them down immediately. Like, 
you, I think you know me and I, I, th I consider myself to be a pretty nice person generally, but if somebody disrespects me, then I have no issue being a complete monster to them. Yeah. Um, and I think my chat backs me up on that because they know the way I operate. So, you know, my regulars will always have my back and sometimes instigate the bullying towards the people that are being really horrible towards me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, some days there's just like no escaping it, especially in Inferno. You know, it's just going to it's just going to be that way. There's just always going to be somebody who thinks they're better than you. There's always going to be a Justy Caper who, you know, tells you to whatever it's just it's just the way it's gonna be but I, I i really am happy that most of the time i don't i don't really think about my gender um but yeah it, it almost makes it more painful when i when i when it does happen that my chat turns into a female streamer's chat that i yeah. am kind of like uh and i don't want to i just also have to like rephrase that by saying like i i don't mean this as like I'm better than other girls because like, I don't have a chat like that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that I've worked really hard to make my stream a place where that kind of stuff doesn't slide. Yes. And, um, something that I talk to, like we have a girls discord and something that I've talked to a, a lot uh, with the other girls about is like a lot of people are scared to ban people because their communities are maybe smaller and they're worried that that one less number might have, um, some sort of like negative impact on their growth. But mm. what I've definitely learned is if anybody vibes are off, if anybody bothers you, just get rid of them. Because like my community has grown so much more now that I've gotten rid of the people that made other people afraid to type because they were making other people uncomfortable. And that is just like, that is really invaluable. Yeah. And I think like for the short term, yeah, potentially you might lose a couple numbers by banning yeah. the people that are toxic but long term it's just for like it's a few so days yeah 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 it's so much better for you and just your mental absolutely yeah it's a little strange um i mean even guys deal with it like i've dealt with it personally of just you know you ban somebody that was being weird and then they start making alts and start oh typing God. racist shit and then start trying to dox you and shit like that like that personally has happened to me and yeah you have to walk a really fine line with those people exactly and i'm glad twitch i mean i'm honestly twitch does a lot of things that are stupid but they have done pretty good recently with some things like for example yeah, the, like, sus the suspected uh suspicious yes. user or whatever that's yes. really really nice and and i didn't even realize this apparently if you ban a person and then on their same ip they create an yeah. alt and you ban that one They're they also are banned they are like ip ban from your stream basically like they can't make another alt and go into your stream yeah. unless maybe they use a vpn i don't know what how all that yeah works. i mean unfortunately it is pretty easy to yeah. get around having a different ip address but yeah yeah i mean they try their best there's only so much you can do mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. without like you know from the perspective of a computer i think they do a pretty good job but yeah, yeah. it's just unfortunate that the internet's a scary place it's just the way it's always going to be <laughs> yeah yeah no it's definitely true yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about your uh, RuneScape history for a bit. Please. So, did you um start playing RuneScape as a kid or? I did. Okay. Yeah. So when I was in like third grade, I had these four best friends, and we all would play games together. We played other stuff too, like Maple Story, and like I played like a yeah. lot of Final Fantasy, like Halo, and things like that with them. Um, Adventure Quest, obviously. Did you ever play Club Penguin? Uh, 
Of course. But like <laughs> my friends were like gamers. Like they didn't really do the the chat room kind of games. Like they didn't really do the hobo. They didn't really do okay. the club penguin, the neopets. I did that on my own time with like yeah. some of my other friends, but like my core group of like really intense hardcore gamer friends didn't really do that. Um, but yeah, I started playing with them and we would have sleepovers, you know, we would sometimes on the weekend, we would stay up till like 10 o'clock on our laptops playing RuneScape. How crazy is that? 10 p.m.? And yeah, <laughs> 10, 10 p.m. We were wild. We were actually wild. insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm actually still in a Discord with them. Like we all keep in touch, all oh, my friends from cool. elementary school. Yeah, they're really, really great. Um, but my one of my best friends, Drew, he gave me one of his old accounts. I had an account like starting up, but I never really got very far on it. But he had somebody that could like wear rune armor. So my first ever um, RuneScape account was named X Reaper Elite X. And lowercase uh, or uppercase X's. That's the real question. Uh, lowercase X three L one T three or wait R three A P three R three L one t three x that is such a <laughs> balling out name i guess yeah it's that's sick. honestly sick like i might bring it back yeah. uh, <laughs> um but yeah that was my first count and um i played all throughout elementary school and then i think in fifth grade like one of my friends one of my friends logged into my account i think it was the one that gave me the account and took like 100k from me mm -hmm. and my mom called his mom and he got grounded <laughs> And I cried, and yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Uh, I think I just stopped playing when I like went to middle school. I had a phase of being like way too cool for everybody, way too cool for video games, yeah. like really wanting to be like this like really super popular girl all throughout like middle school and kind of going into like the beginning of high school. Um, so I stopped playing then. But then senior year, I was dating this guy, and uh, well, we hadn't started dating yet, but we started talking and like the first time I went over to his house, he was AFK fishing <laughs> on his computer. And I was like, I love RuneScape. Like I used to play that all the time as a kid. And then we had just started talking about RuneScape and then I made another account with him. Um, and about then is where I got the name Rakes cause he was like a super OG name kind of person. So I just started like typing in a bunch of like OG sort of usernames. And yeah, that's where I got this one. But yeah, and then I kind of stopped playing in college just because I was so busy. But all the time I would just be watching like the Torvesta videos and the frame videos and um, just keeping up with it in that way. And then when the pandemic hit, I got really bored and I logged back in. And yeah, here we are. Rest is history. Rest is history. So what got you into Twitch? Were you watching Twitch? Because you said you're a YouTube consumer yeah. did you watch twitch as well i no and i don't know how i started streaming like people ask me this all the time and i wish i knew the answer <laughs> like there is just uh, somehow i had an aneurysm in between <laughs> so okay so like the pandemic started like march 2019 right yeah in october 2019 i built a pc oh wow in november i started wait no it was wait wait the years don't make sense anymore it was 2020, March 2020, I think, was oh. was COVID. Okay, that makes more sense. I was yeah, going to say, so 19, that's like too early. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they all right, kind of right. blend that's, in, but yeah. I know, they really do. But I graduated college in 2019, and there was not a pandemic, so I should have done that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, 2020 pandemic happened, March, October, built a computer, November, started streaming. I don't know. 
I, like, I swear, if you look at my, at the day I made my account, it's like October 12th, 2020 on Twitch. Like I never watched Twitch beforehand. <laughs> my best guess is that I joined a clan randomly just cause like someone in game started talking to me and I joined this clan and I think people would share Twitch clips a lot in our discord. Um, and then I think what it was, was like one day somebody showed me Flutton stream and I was like, oh, this girl's like, kind of like me, like I, I, I could do this. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know how to start. So I just started with leagues and yeah, but I never really watched Twitch before. I'd only seen clips. I think I started watching Behemoth too. And maybe I was like, oh, like this doesn't look like it's that hard. I could, I could try this. I was just really bored. Yeah. I was just really bored. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I always... never really watched before I started. It's interesting asking people kind of like how they started streaming because everyone's story is a little bit different and stuff. And I mean... I don't think anyone ever expects to get big when you first stream, no. but but I think what a lot of people feel, at least I felt, is you would just watch streamers and you're like, I could do this, and you come yeah. to that realization like, oh, these are just normal people. They're not just like born to be streamers. They just decided to start streaming and they made it something. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think the reason that I started streaming is because like I just wanted to sit at home and play RuneScape all day. <laughs> And at the time I was in a pretty toxic relationship and I kind of wanted like any way to escape from it. Mm. And I remember thinking like, oh, if I lock myself in my room for five hours, then he can't talk to me. Like, this is perfect. I get my time alone. Like, this is this is such a good way to escape. So for me, I think it was just a form of like just getting away completely and Damn. having that privacy. And it felt like the only way it felt like the best option at the time. It just felt like it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about the toxic relationship, oh, but uh, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like horrible. It's just you know, pandemic does things to people's yeah. mental health. Oh yeah. No, oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I mean, I felt like just over like a couple years. Who knows? Maybe this is just me thinking it, but I felt like the internet became like twice as ruthless over like a a two year span. I know since the internet's inception of like just everyone going on the internet, it just felt like a really polite place. Like everyone was kind of still living in the 90s sort of everyone is just nice to each other that's yeah you again, like write out a full helpful. message on a chat yeah. forum you know it's like yeah and everybody's helpful mm -hmm. and it's all new and yeah now it's just the fucking shit show where like people are born into the internet life and that's their life now and it's, it's true crazy yeah i'm so glad that we were born like around when we were born yeah. because we got to see life life without internet and life with it it's oh yeah we had such it's so a nice to have that perspective so I was born in 1995. I don't know if you're comfortable mm -hmm. saying your age. I'm 97. Okay, 97. Same-ish. Yeah, no, it's a... I mean, my sister was 98 or 99 or something, and I still feel mm -hmm. like we're the same age pretty much at this point. But um, yeah, no, we, we're going to look back in history. I'm imagining the year 2080 or something. People are going to be looking at us. We're literally on our deathbeds, basically. And they're going to be like, you were born in the 1900s. I like, know. What? And then they're going to be like. I think about like, this all the time. Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, you didn't have the internet for a time. Like, that <laughs> is ancient. Like, you are a literal artifact. You're a little. Yeah. You are history. It's yeah. uh, very interesting. Yeah. It's also like, like in history class, when you were studying, like, you know, the early 20th century, if somebody was born in like 1898, you're like, whoa, yeah. that person was born in the 1800s, even though like, you know, 1900 is two years away. It just seems so different. Oh yeah. Okay. We're so I, cool. I got recommended a video <laughs> um, and it was this YouTube channel called like life in the 1800s. Okay. And I think I've heard of this. 
yeah, it's just it just random clips of people. And um, there was a video that was recorded in like 1920 or something like that. And there was like that 80-year-old dude. And it got colorized and everything. And the uh, like the, just the film got a little bit better. So it looks a little bit crisper than originally, I'm assuming. But he is talking about like Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Like I am listening <laughs> to a man on video that lived through that i'm like what the f- this is insane i know it's so hard to like imagine any lifetime outside of your own it's gonna be really weird as well thinking like the year t- like 2100 or something they're gonna look back in the history books not even gonna be books anymore it's literally all gonna be internet um and but people are gonna look back at like trump and they're like that was a thing like yeah <laughs> that actually happened and we're what's like, yep. weird about like what's weird about life going forward though is i don't feel like people are gonna have like do you have okay so everything in the 1900s you know it was like filmed in black and white yeah. there's like a different style of language and all this stuff and we just didn't have access to like you know the internet or the resources that we have now to make everything Um, come to life as much as we do now. I don't feel like going forward, like people in, you know, the 2100s and the 2200s are going to have that same feeling because we have HD video. Like, I understand that obviously it's going to improve from here on out, but it's already pretty freaking close to the real thing. Like, I don't think that people are going to look back in time the same way that we do. So here's a weird thing about that, because I always think we, I feel like if it feels as though we've reached a ceiling of, you know how crisp we can make things how lifelike but i'm sure everybody's always thought that (laughs) yeah but no but real talk i honestly think that we are going to get to the point in the future where they know how to manipulate your brain to the point where you can extract memories and relive exact memories now the thing about memories is they're always distorting over time Mm -hmm. and so like what like i who knows if it's actually gonna happen i just remember hearing stuff on like Neuralink and stuff and being able to relive and um, certain memories and stuff. But honestly, I really wonder, do you just time capsule these memories and then they stay pure to what they were and then you can like go back and live that? Because that is, that is what I see the future as. Literally going back in time and reliving a memory, just plugging in this little thing into your brain. Like we're going to start learning so much more about just our brains and stuff and being able to manipulate how we see life. And I don't know. Um, I just feel like there's so much further to go and we just have no idea. Would you want to relive your memories if you could? Um, potentially, but I think I would want to like go into somebody else's memory sort mm, of and just see how they fun. see things, you know? Yeah. That'd be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, now, I don't know if I'd want to relive mine. Sometimes it's like I like that they're hazy. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, memories are fucking weird because <laughs> they're not real. Like the, it's not like a a tangible thing. I guess it is tangible. Everything's tangible. But it is also real because it's kind of like all that we have in the end, you know? Yeah, but it's it's strange to think that as soon as the memory is there, it instantly starts getting distorted. Yeah. Like just and it just distorts over time cuz I uh have you ever watched a video or something or heard a line in a movie and then for years you've been thinking, oh, the line is this, like this is the quote. And then you rewatch, you're like, holy shit, like I completely ruined it. I, I saw this completely differently. Yeah. Oh, it's Yeah, weird. I don't know. <laughs> I try not to think about it too much. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I want to get into some topics because we have a yeah. lot and uh, I'm just going to start from the top. So if you want to just look on your end. Yeah, um, I'll scroll with you. Yeah. So in no particular order, I know there would be some that would just be a lot better to ask initially, but let's go into it. 42. Uh, his name is literally Ad BA Pet Transmogs. Okay. So have you come to regret giving Mick 7TV editor powers over your channel yet? And before you answer, I'll just cover all of them. How would you prefer we distinguish between you, based Zoe, and Zoe with an H, and who is now in based? Oh, wait. Zo so Zoe's now in based. The one with the H is now in based. Mm -hmm. And then is Party Mom a title born, a title one is born into, one must seek, or it is thrust upon them? Good questions, honestly. Um, no, I have not come to regret giving Mick 7TV <laughs> editor powers yet. Yet. He has not added too many horny emotes, you know. So we'll, once we start getting a little too much booby, maybe I'll have to. <laughs> poggers. It's poggers yeah. or poggies or whatever. Well, it's escape and it's closing the chat and it's brie poggies. There, there's a lot. If you've spent time in Mick's chat, you'll know there's, there's a titty for everything. Um, <laughs> But no, Mick just, I, I, I find honestly adding emotes to your own channel is so hard because I type in other people's chats. Like I'm like a Twitch menace. Like, you know, like I'm like always typing up like crazy and I know when they're missing an emote, but I'm not typing in my own chat. So I don't realize when I'm missing an emote. Yeah. So honestly, like I need a good chatter to be an editor for me. So I have him and Qniques as my editors. So if they see I'm missing something, then I let them replace it because yeah. I don't know. I'm not typing in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have the same thing? No, I, I feel the exact same way. I realize I don't yeah. have copium in my chat. And I'm like, I'm always saying copium. And I type yeah. copium in other people's chats, but I have never had it in my chat. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. I, I do the same thing. Like, I type people big smile in, like, everybody's chat I go to. Like, I didn't have, like, a Fendi please. I didn't have a bunch of stuff for a long time. But Mick's yeah. fixing it, so Hell we're going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> um, I don't know how I want us, how I want the Zoes to be distinguished now that Zoe is based um i'll have to think on that do you have any ideas i think we just call you zoe one and him zoe two yeah i feel like we just i mean he's like pickle brain zoe like we could just like <laughs> i just i feel like we could have some really like belittling name for him about him being a uim or something like that um i don't know i'll have to give that one some thought yeah <laughs> all right is party then... mom a title one is born into I like that. <laughs> I think Uncle's the one that started calling me Party Mom. Um, I think that I think that you have to be born into it. Um, but I think I think that it's a combination of everything. I think that you need to be born with the maternal is instincts. You have to seek the love to party, and you must uh, have thrust upon you the ability to control your substances. I see. So somewhat responsible like a mom would be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think uncle started calling me party mom because when we were at Thanksgiving, I, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I just started vacuuming because I couldn't take it. Anymore. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to lie. There's something very, um, I don't even know if nostalgia is the right word for this, but like there's something very comforting about that, at least for me when I see. Yeah a woman that does things that my mom would do. I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> charming. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think, I mean, the like thing about me being a mom, I think, I think it started as a meme. And then when people met me, they were like, wait, no, Zoe actually is a mom. Just cause I like, I'm somebody that always is asking my friends if they're okay. And always like, I always have, you know, water. I always have snacks. I always have gum. Like the I always snacks, have everything. That's it. Yeah. Fruit snacks. I stay strapped. Yeah. <laughs> I stay strapped. So I don't know. I just like to make sure everybody's comfortable. That's so cool. I check in on the, the homies. I'm also like at parties, like I, I, I don't really like to just sit down for too long. So I'm that person that's like, do you need a drink? Like, do you need anything? Can I grab you something? Like, do you want a snack? Do you want me to make pizza? Like, are you good? Are you good? Oh, Everything's that's fine? sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I like being that way. Yeah. And it's nice to be around people like that, that are actually like always thinking of others. I Especially when it's like, yeah. I mean, did you see the, the, the taste giving stream on Max's channel? Um, I watched on Elisa's channel when they were by the pool and stuff. Okay, was, was yeah. That, ta that was taste giving for sure. Yeah, taste giving on, on the Sunday that we got, we got back from bowling and Tasty went live and it was just me, him, T Papa and somebody else like back at the, back at the Airbnb and Tasty just decided to go live and then we were cooking a Thanksgiving dinner the same night and these idiots don't know how to read uh the instructions on the on the turkey so they got a frozen turkey that was supposed to be cooked from frozen and they left it out on the counter to thaw and then cooked it per the frozen instructions <laughs> so our turkey was burnt to a crisp oh, uh God. there was smoke everywhere Shit. um the stream got insane tasty took his pants off <laughs> he got rated by he got oh, rated dream. by moist critical what like it was it, it's the funniest thing ever. There's this clip of him just like so confused and it's like Moist Criticals rated your stream with like 5,300 viewers and he's like, Jesus it's so Christ. funny. Um, but they need a mom is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It, these people seriously need a, a maternal figure or else, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like self-centered or anything, but I really do think that that place could have burnt to <laughs> the ground if it wasn't for me and Elisa. I really do. <laughs> yep. Oh God! Yeah, I did see. Actually, now it now it's ringing a bell because uh, I think Moist Critical actually did. What was it? Was it the uh, the whole crystal shard thing? Yeah, he was trying was to get a bunch of XP. And he destroying doing... crystals, something. Yeah, tools for... or something like that, yeah. and making. Yeah, and then he gave uh, Tasty a shout out. I'm like, dude, if you get a shout out from Moist Critical, Charlie know, himself, so cool. you've fucking made it. Like that's insane. Dude, it's so cool. He and I, he and I like started streaming around the same time, and I feel like I see him making. Well, he has a lot of friends that in real life that are like league YouTubers, mm -hmm. and he has those connections. But I just see him like branching out and all this stuff, and even like T Papa now. Like I feel like all the people that started streaming around the time I did are like really getting recognition from a lot of people outside the RuneScape community. Yeah. No, I mean Tasty. I I know he just knows a bunch of YouTubers and mm -hmm. kind of like how to be successful, and he's probably just been quote-unquote mentored by these guys but he has just solved it i mean that's he is doing exactly what you need to Absolutely. do to grow a, a massive social media presence yeah and i think that his like rise and fame also came at the perfect time with like swampletics and stuff like that just because so many more people that don't really play runescape anymore were just watching runescape youtube content yeah. so it just like got into them algorithm wise and yeah it all, it all just happened so like serendipitously i'm so happy for him yeah it's really cool to see by the way i actually very much appreciate when other osrs creators are just killing it because it oh, is yeah. good for it's, everybody. It's good for everybody, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. awesome. I mean, Settled's growth. I mean, he hit over a half a million subscribers. 
I it's remember, insane, yeah. like, settled five years before Swampletics was everything. He just felt like a normal YouTuber, just like, uh, yeah, just like doing a little UAM series, yeah, no just, big deal. Yeah, Whatever. that was it. And yeah. now he's just the biggest OSRS creator, and it's just awesome to see. And it, it's inspiring as well. And it's also just giving a lot more just views to any OSRS content. Yeah, it's really cool. It, I am very happy anytime I just see the category do well in whatever in whatever state. I also like I'm a super dissociative person and I, sometimes I I I don't feel like I'm a content creator, so like I genuinely feel like no jealousy or anything when it comes to this stuff. I'm only like, "Oh my god, I love RuneScape. Like that game's cool. I'm glad it's doing well." Yeah. Yeah. I I'm completely <laughs> disconnected. By the way, T Papa Slice is going to be the him. next fucking big thing. Absolutely. And I, I think I was a little bit late realizing that. I know Uncle, I mean, Uncle a year ago or whenever, probably almost a year ago at this point, was like, yeah, T-Pop is going to be the next big thing. And I believe it now. I mean, he is seriously taking leaps and strides. Oh, yeah. So, um, and he's just, he just nonstop energy. Like, it's exactly yeah. what you need in this realm. Especially now that there's no like new content in the game, you have the content has to come from within, you know. And he yep. is just like the most natural entertainer that there ever was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, hmm. Uh, there's a thing that I used to think of starting streaming, where it was like you can be whoever you want right now, and people yeah. on the internet will see you as that. So the real question is. Do you want to be somebody else that could potentially make it a lot bigger than your normal self, or mm. do you not want to feel obligated to play that role? You know, at yeah, all that's times. Hard. Yeah, he is actually like that. I know he's just maybe <laughs> like a calmer version in yeah. real life, but <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of people like put on the persona and then burn out really quick. Yeah, and it's hard to like keep it up, but i think the best yeah. mix at least for me is just being yourself but being your best most entertaining self just yeah i think that's what i do and even that gets exhausting sometimes oh yeah it's work it's actually work yeah <laughs> i like i think i kind of curse myself by being somebody that a lot of people think is like pretty positive mm -hmm. and um like having a good outlook on things generally, which is generally true, but I also just like have severe depression. So like <laughs> some days it's just, I, I feel, I feel guilty. I, like, I feel like I don't even want to go live because I don't know if I can like mask up how yeah. like not happy I am. And when, when you know people come to your stream as like a, like calming, comforting, positive space, it's like the last thing I would want to do is ruin anyone's mood because i feel a certain way and i can't get over it you know yeah yes yeah so i i don't feel like i'm playing a character at all but even then i'm like fuck like i just i just want to be a good version of myself yeah you can't always be i started listening to the tim dylan podcast recently and the dude is just fucking funny he's just a naturally funny person everything he does is just perfect it's just funny 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 and that has got to be so fucking stressful because yeah. <laughs> you might think, oh, like he's just nailed it. That's him. But like he has to practice and he has, I mean, of course his practice just comes from doing it more and more, but mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, the fucking pressure of like, I need to one up that like, I need to be better than I previously yeah. was and just keep improving and just getting this, the perfect comedic timing with everything. Like, oh, he's nailed it. But, 
And you might think, uh, and I used to see this as well with the streamers that are just really funny and stuff. Like, you fucking made it. Like, you have no stress whatsoever anymore. Like, you've you've made it. But no, it is still work. Like, it is like, mm-hmm. I got to be better, 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 better. Because it's a competitive place to be in a content creation field. Yeah. And unfortunately, the key to being funny is not thinking you're funny. So, yeah, it's, but it's pretty tough. One thing I notice <laughs> is just loudness and wittiness. And like that is what really sells big. And of course, mm-hmm. there's a lot more to it. Just knowing, like, don't be fucking cringe as well. But like, I don't Harder know. It's crazy to see. Yeah, but I see myself, and I, I've always been a class clown growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I ever thought I was funny, but like, you know, you you have that thing where you're just like, you're the talkative kid in the class. You start making other people laugh and stuff. So I always felt a little bit like, okay, I could probably be some sort of comedian growing up but it is so much more work than just trying to be funny in a class setting like it is oh yeah Yeah. um i went to performing arts high school and one of my we did like we we, in my acting class it was like broken down into different you know things per semester and one of our semesters was comedy and i had to do a stand-up routine in class and i'm not kidding it was probably the most embarrassing thing i've ever done (laughs) in my life like like nobody laughed and if somebody did laugh it was like a pity laugh like being funny in day-to-day conversation and being funny in a like performative setting are two completely different things oh true yeah you have to i would even consider streaming a performative setting sometimes yeah. Oh, Sometimes. oh, I can only imagine how much scarier and intimidating it is in a live like you are seeing people and everything you're doing is like being critiqued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh That's funny. Oh, so we do have some topics by the way about your acting career. In fact, we'll actually just go there right now and just talk about it. So Caveman right. only says tell us more about your acting background is there something specific you took away from that world that you think has contributed to your recent success on twitch.television and what who originally brought you to old school i guess we've already kind of talked about that and what made you Mm -hmm. stick around um yeah i think honestly i think that there are more parallels to like performing and streaming than i ever thought there would be um when i first looked at streaming i thought it was more just like playing video games and talking to your friends. But I think the more that you do it, you realize that the hardest part is the same thing that's the hardest part about performing for me, which is like the consistency and the motivation and the, yeah, all of that. So um, I kind of like grew up in the theater. My dad was a lighting designer and my mom was a performer. Um, She did like TV shows in Argentina. And they met because my dad was doing a tour of a musical in Argentina and my mom didn't really speak English and my dad spoke a little bit of Spanish, but they like somehow managed to go on a date. And then, yeah, so they moved to New York together. And then I was born in Florida uh, because they kind of took a a step away from that. But even then, like I always kind of grew up with like a love for theater and like my dad really always loved like show tunes and uh, jazz and things like that. So I just always really liked that sort of thing. Um, when I was in elementary school and middle school and all that, I grew up in the ballet and like when I didn't have ballet, I would go to the theater that my dad worked at and just like sit backstage, um, waiting for him to be done. So I would just like meet a bunch of the actors and like, they would talk to me and I was just like this like little nine-year-old, like sitting, like doing my homework and talking to all these like professional actors. And it was really cool. And it, it made me like it a lot. Um, 
And then, yeah, I went to performing arts middle school and I went to performing arts high school. And I was just always in like acting camps and things like that. Like it was just always a really big part of my life. And then at my high school, uh, it was a pretty like intense theater program. And part of that was you had to um, at least prepare a college audition. So the way that it works for like theater programs and acting programs is that um, not only do you have to like apply to the actual school, but you have to like go and audition for them somehow. Usually it's like a monologue or like a song or whatever, but mm-hmm. you have to prepare it. So everybody prepares like their college audition packet, even if they're not actually auditioning for colleges. Um, and when I was about to graduate high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go to school for math. Um, I really liked math and I just wanted to like work with numbers somehow. I wasn't really sure exactly where, but since I like already had my college audition packet, I was like, I might as well just like audition for a bunch of schools. And then I ended up getting into my top choice and I was like, oh, and then I also, I, I only applied to two schools for math and I got waitlisted at my top choice. So I was like, guess I'm going to go to school for theater. Like, wow. why not? I got a full ride and I was like why not? Like, I have nothing better to do. Uh, I also like uh, my senior year of high school was, well, high school was interesting for me because my dad passed away freshman year and then it happens. And then senior year, like I applied for a lot of scholarships and, um, a lot of those were like for adversity and things like that. So one of the things that I wrote about a lot was my dad and, um, like growing up in the theater and, you know, just talking about him and all that and all my essays. So I think like my love for theater was super fresh on my mind at the time. And I also kind of felt like I wanted to do it for him. He never really wanted me to do theater cause he knew how hard it was and he knew how like unforgiving the career is, but I, I wanted to do it regardless just cause you know, I just had that love in me for forever. Um, so yeah, so then I went to college and I have a BFA in musical theater now. And, um, yeah, I signed with, at the end of your college, you have like a senior showcase and a bunch of agents come and I bombed it. I was horrible. Like (laughs) I was so nervous. I could not sing at all. I, there were clips of it and I asked for them to be deleted. I was like, this is, this is terrible. It's, it's really, it was really so bad. And like a bunch of people in my class got offers from like 30 agents, 20 agents, you know, like come in to go and have a meeting. I got an offer from one, (laughs) but it was my top choice. But they said, we only really want to do TV and film with you. And I was like, that's great. Like (laughs) I, I like singing and I like dancing, but it's so much work and it doesn't really come as naturally to me as it comes to a lot of other people. So I knew that if I wanted to do it as a career, I would constantly be paying for like dance classes, which are $30 each and voice lessons, which are $200 an hour and, and stuff like that, that I just couldn't really afford as somebody who like came in from like low income, like on a full scholarship to school. Yeah. It's just not really a sustainable career for somebody who's not rich and doesn't immediately make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I graduated in 2019 and then the pandemic hit. And <laughs> um, your first year of being with an agent is kind of more just introducing yourself to people. Like I went in for a lot of really big things that I was never going to get because a famous person was going to get them. But it was just so that like the casting director would know my name and just yeah. kind of know who I was. So there was never really anything like attainable that I was sent in for. Um, but that was kind of all like interrupted when the pandemic hit. Uh, I'm still auditioning now. I, I don't love it as much as I used to. It's just, mm. um, it's just a lot of work. Like right now I got this audition last night at 7 PM. It's due tomorrow at 2 PM 
it's eight pages long and I have to learn a dance. Oh God. Like, it's just like, it's like, I have to drop everything to yeah. do this. Like, I don't, I don't know how they expect people to have a life and do this on the side. It's so much work. And it just like, it's one of those things that once it's, once I start memorizing it, it's like any time that I'm not sitting there memorizing, I feel like I'm wasting time and I'm anxious. Yes. And it's just, it's just not nearly as enjoyable as um, it was before I started doing it as a career. Like I love being in a show and I love like mm -hmm. actually performing, but all the work that it takes to get there is just something that I don't know how much longer I can deal with. But I mean, that's kind of why I started streaming as well, because I was like, I really like like being in front of people and I really like talking to people. And I really like, you know, I like like putting on makeup and like showing up. Like I love doing that. It's really like, I love all those aspects, but the actual act of like just waiting around and like having a survival job for months just to like maybe get one audition. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not really doing it for me anymore. But yeah, that's, that's basically the background. And I think a lot of the reason I started streaming too was because it was just at a time where like I didn't have any auditions cause no productions were happening. And, you know, I think that acting is going to be a lot different coming out of the pandemic now too, because everybody's unemployed, everybody wants a job everybody's so hungry for it and i'm just i don't have that hunger that everybody else does there are other people other things that i'm just a lot more interested in and i think that unfortunately it's one of those things that you have to like devote your life and be willing to make no money for for a long time which i'm just really not willing to do anymore but yeah, yeah. and now you've seen the beauty of just twitch yeah and i YouTube love making my creation. own stuff like yeah it's like I've it's always your it. project it's yeah, not exactly. somebody else's project and they're just like trying to get people. It's like, no, this is all you now and you have full freedom and control. Yeah. And one of the things that I really liked about theater is that like, I love being a part of a play that like really makes you think and like really makes you like change your perspective on something. Like there was a lot of like political theater and like just a lot of like really provocative stuff that was coming out, especially when I was in college that I mm. loved so, so much. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. Like, I feel like I can tell the story really well. And now, unfortunately, because of the pandemic as well, a lot of the productions that are being made are like owned by Disney or are like more commercial or are something that isn't as controversial, isn't as interesting mm. because they know they need to make a profit. They can't afford to not make a profit. Yeah. So they're not willing to try anything risky or interesting or anything like that. So I don't feel like I have a place there anymore to be able to... Um, you know, make a difference in anybody's day, make a difference in anybody's perspective. Whereas I do kind of feel like I have that on Twitch a little bit. I feel like I've had a few people reach out to me and say that like, you know, I've made their day better or I've helped them through something. And that is, that is like the impact that I wanted to make with acting that I never really could. Yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like it's kind of like checking all the boxes for me in the same regard. Yeah, but, that's yeah. It, it's also really cool to just know the true freedom you have as a content creator now with an audience. Yeah. It's like it it doesn't even have to be just a normal stream. Like you can put like you could just do anything on your stream, something that you've just always wanted to do or something that's mm -hmm. co completely unique and it will just be the new thing. Like I don't know, there's just so much potential doing what you're doing now rather than just being an actor for somebody and like yeah. having to memorize all these things and uh then the competition i can only imagine how how oh, much God. anxiety that shit would give me i mean yeah, it's it, just yeah like i was a music major um going into college and i only lasted two semesters and i just realized <laughs> there are hundreds of people at the school that are a thousand times more passionate about music than i am and yep. so that would just stress me out it's like okay i'm kind of passionate but like when you start seeing the competition and what you really have to 
compete with it's pretty daunting yeah yeah it's it's just it's not an easy industry and i think that when you're getting into it people will tell you that and you're like oh i'll be fine you know like i i'll, I'll be fine i i can make it work and then you yeah. get there and you're like oh this is a lot harder than i thought it would be and not even necessarily harder it's just like it's not worth it yeah sometimes it can feel especially when you're just saying like the things you were passionate about those actual impactful films potentially and just you know monologues and stuff just aren't even being made because yeah, the they, want the, just they want the cookie away. cutter yeah. the cookie cutter uh that's how i by the way the whole cookie cutter thing which is like guaranteed money kind of like just do what works it's very dull and it's yeah it's so many things well you see it everywhere it's like yeah. you know it's not like a tactic that's only on like tv and film yeah, and oh, movies. it's everywhere but yeah i mean if they it's a product and they have to sell it it's mm -hmm. you know consumerism because consumerism my my uh older brother was in kind of like advertising a little bit and then he became a creative director at this place and he was able to pretty much just produce content for his boss and stuff and it was great and he would just show off these like leather products because that's what he was kind of in like the leather business that's and cool. then he left the job to get a 10k raise somewhere else by the way that 10k raise ended up not even being a raise because he had just had to work like three more hours a day every day but um he went to this job and thought he would have all this creative freedom to do stuff and they're like nope you do this and it the what he would do is make an instagram post or just any social media post and it was cookie cutter it was put this put in bold yellow text 50 percent <laughs> off sale and then do this like it was like cookie cutter like this 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 works like that's all that is don't try to be creative don't try to reinvent the wheel it's do this and he got so depressed like he was like yeah. It's fucking awful. Like you're no you're no more creative than any like office secretary at that point. Yeah. You're just punching yeah. the numbers into the thing and yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, just that's where you lose all your passion for advertising and stuff. Like you you have these dreams and these aspirations like I can make some great amazing advertisement or just some awesome video or product display and like nope, just fucking say 50% off bold text. That's it. Like Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, I also want to say, um, just in terms of like the the ties that uh, acting and stuff has to streaming, mm -hmm. I feel like this kind of goes with what you what he went through. But um, I feel like I am a bit lucky in that I've never had a stable career, and that <laughs> I've always been worried that I'm not good enough. I've always been worried that people don't like me. That's always been a thing for me. So that uh, is all nothing new to me when it comes to streaming, because that's what you know my my job has always been. So I think it's easier in that regard than if I had just like mm. started from scratch from a career with like a salary and then yes. gone to something where so volatile it's like i'm used to the volatility yeah. like i've never made i've never thought i was good enough so like you lay it on me like i'm 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 good i made a steal you yeah. can say whatever you want no that's yeah. that's how i feel as well i uh i've just never I, i've always felt sort of like the not like outcast per se but just like i never had my shit together whereas my brothers mm -hmm. were always like pretty focused on things like hey, i want to do this and like my brother was really into film and advertising and he just went into it and i was like i was lost in college i switched my major twice and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing so anything was better and so streaming just felt amazing uh because i didn't have anything to like i don't know it's like I, yeah i didn't leave a salary job or anything it was just like oh this this is all better than what i previously had so it was, yeah it just worked out nice 
Okay, Ian asks, next YouTube series, thoughts on what trade you would choose if you didn't go to college route? Uh, Would you still stream with a consistent 9-to-5 job? How do you feel with the consistent backseating in-game, no matter what you do? And thank you for being you, Zoe. You're always killing it. Oh, love you, Ian. Um, Next YouTube series, I think that I don't want to commit to a series for a while, I've uh I have a lot of like one-off video ideas that I want to get done and I think I would rather do that until I feel more comfortable on YouTube. I'm sure you can relate that sometimes you start a series and and you're like oh it shit. doesn't it doesn't go exactly where you want it to go or it doesn't mm. feel as good as you want it to and then you just feel like you have to finish it. So I would rather not overthink it and just do like one-off videos that I think are a good idea and see what type sticks the most and see what type gets the best feedback and then maybe if one of those does really well then i'll do a series that's kind of in that style because i still don't know what my style is on youtube yet i still don't know exactly what sort of content i want to make that's so hard it's like something i don't want to like decide on and then completely change later so i'm just gonna kind of uh, test the waters but yeah i have a few ideas um i should have a video out in the next like three weeks or so probably so yeah we're doing stuff but it's it's scary to just like commit (laughs) and you edit your own videos like you do everything Uh, i do sometimes i didn't edit my leagues videos uh jixie did those just because leagues is horrible and there's no time (laughs) um but jixie's amazing and i'll probably i I mean i'm definitely gonna work with jixie again but i'll probably edit some other stuff in my own time just because i want to know what my style is like Mm -hmm. completely from my own brain and then you know have somebody kind of piggyback off of that it's so exciting Uh, though like just yeah you're discovering what content you want to do on youtube and youtube's so massive and honestly i mean look at t papa very new to youtube and he's Mm -hmm. killing it he just he thinks of an idea he's not too rushed like one thing i struggle with is i always feel like oh i need to put out more content and my content's more like just long form or just talking yeah and i don't really put too much time into like the production like editing and stuff like that but yeah when i've seen that one video or two videos that are just popping off can make a huge difference and it just completely changes like I don't know. It completely gives you a huge growth spurt, and then that just kickstarts you into whatever you Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And I like, I love watching those like longer form videos. Like, I love your videos. I love like Mudkip's videos that are all just like very relaxed and easy, just conversational, you know, nothing mm-hmm. like no bells and whistles about them. But yeah, I, I studied like digital design in school. Like, you know, I studied like some film and stuff. So I just feel like I have the potential to make something that is like you know at the scale of like guns chili or something at some point in my life um it's just exactly like what i want to do with it i just know that i have like the technical skills to get there so i think it'll be a long journey to like figure out exactly what it is that i want to make but yeah we'll get there i'm not in a rush yeah (laughs) i already got plenty of time i also i also think it's so much nicer when you already do have a big audience so yeah. Whatever you're doing just feels fulfilling because, oh, I'm like, this is my living, you know? So it feels good. But when you're growing and you're trying to do something, you're putting in just t- so many hours and you're getting nothing from it. But that's just what it is. You just have to yeah put in a bunch of hours. But uh, it just gets easier and easier as you grow. But in the same regard, I do also feel like sometimes I just want to like play and mess around and not have any expectations on it and then there's like too many people watching for me to not overthink it so yeah it's kind of a double-edged sword but yeah it's it's, definitely it's tough and I think like I look at settled 
And I'm like, he loves making beautiful content, just mm -hmm. really well done. He kind of probably has that little bit of a perfectionist personality where he just wants things to be great, really well organized, just a fantastic series. And he's seeing it like long term, like Swampletics, for example, it's just he was very meticulous with making it really nice. And that's Absolutely. just not me. And it's really hard for me to like, mm, to really just love and enjoy the process of editing a beautiful video because I just am not that great. It's really it. hard in general. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you stream, it's like, where, where does the time go? Exactly. There's just, there's no time. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to start taking off one more day per week. I normally stream like six days a week now and then mm -hmm. just take off extra if I have like auditions or something, but I think I'm just going to commit to like five and just committing one of those days to YouTube, no matter what. That's a great investment. I honestly yeah. believe so. I think it'll be good in the long run. And five days is still like, you know. Yeah. And in fact, I always like you... to joke, ah, full-time streamer. Yeah. Like, take days off. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> people have weekends. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, that is just a great investment. And the day you take off, people just want, you know, they'll just be eager to see you when you do come back. Yeah, awesome. exactly. I can play it up, you know. Yeah, exactly. Big YouTube video coming out, guys. <sighs> Subscribe to my YouTube. Yeah. Okay, thoughts on what trade you would choose if you didn't go to college, if you didn't do the college route, and uh, would you still stream with a consistent nine to five job? I don't know. We were talking about this in, I think we were talking about this in, who was it? I think like Lopsy stream or something. Um, just talking about how so many people feel like they have to go to college. And then once they go to college, they're like spending all this money and there's no jobs for them. And that's just like the reality of the world that we live in right now. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, trade school is kind of frowned upon. Um, I don't know. I think I would probably be just because my dad was an electrician. I think I'd probably be an electrician of sorts. But I'm honestly like I'm one of those people that's like such like I'm so annoying. Like I'm really the worst. Like I'm <laughs> I'm such a perfectionist and like I'm such a Type A person that I just can't see myself ever like leaving from the way that I was in high school to ever being in trade school. Just because like I I just I you know I just am that I'm that bitch that like always <laughs> wanted to like. Yeah. Like, you know, I just like, I need to go to private school. Like I just needed to, you know, I'm just that person. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> would I still stream with a consistent nine to five job? I don't think so. When I first started streaming, I was working at a gym, but I only worked like, I was working, I think like maybe like 35 hours a week. So like nothing too crazy, but enough to like be tired. Yeah. And I still streamed four days a week, I think around that. Uh, but my streams were a lot shorter and I was a lot more like motivated um, to stream more just because I saw the growth and I was like, oh, I got to really keep going with this. Whereas now, I mean, I still do feel that way and I do feel like I need to like, you know, grow my channel and be as consistent as possible. But that like hunger for it has relaxed a little bit. Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it, you know, we, we've chilled out. We've chilled out. Yeah. I I don't know. I deal with unfortunately right now I'm dealing with like being hormonally hormonal issues and being really exhausted and nauseous all the time. Mm. So um even now sometimes I feel like streaming is too much. So I at the moment absolutely I could not stream with like a 9 to 5. Like I I can barely stream. Like <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. But I props to the people that do it. Like people like fucking Lopsy who work like 40 something hours a week, wake up at 4 a.m. and then go live for five hours. I don't, I admire it so much, but I, I don't think I could ever be one of those people. But yeah. also I think, uh, I think that, I don't know if you've experienced this as well. 
I think that when I had a real job and I was working a bunch of hours and like picking up shifts and like, you know, the money that you make is like, you're getting paid by the hour, like all this, blah, blah, blah. You have to work as much as you can. I think when I started streaming, I started realizing that life is kind of short and that we don't really need to work as much as society has convinced us that we do if we can figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think once you like, <laughs> I think once you stream full time or like do any sort of like freelance creative career full time, you kind mm -hmm. of realize that nine to five isn't maybe isn't worth it. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting take. And I see it myself. I feel like over the past few years, I've just really, well, especially the past year, I've really started to appreciate living in the moment. Like, am I happy right now? Yeah. Because that's really all that matters. I mean, your past doesn't matter and the future hasn't happened yet. So like, why like just live in the moment? But I also have that feeling as well where it's like, hey, I'm young. I have this great opportunity that might not be here forever mm -hmm. of being able to have an audience on Twitch and Twitch being a viable option and YouTube being a thing I'm doing. And so then I'm like, maybe I should just be hustling a lot more and just doing more, 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 more. And then and then I can chill, you know, five years down the line where I've really hustled for multiple years and then I can kind of relax. And it's really hard to like find that balance. I think I've found it somewhat Absolutely. well. I think I can always put in more effort and stuff. But yeah. yeah, what what it really matters, what it all comes down to is like, are you happy? Like, are you yeah. right now? And I think you realize once you do this for a while too that um... – uh well i just completely lost my train of thought you're good <laughs> okay well if you find if you think back to it feel free um how do you deal with the consistent backseating in game no matter what you do oh i mean i think we touched on this earlier but i think i'm very lucky to have a chat that knows what i like and knows what i don't like <laughs> yeah and for the most part I don't really mind backseating because I think that people have good intentions and I am still learning. So like I am very much open to feedback, but sometimes it is like, <laughs> I, I can't, I don't remember what it was, but somebody in Inferno the other day was like, I, I had like already gotten post healers and they were giving me like the most like rudimentary advice I'd ever heard. I was oh like, okay, all right. Like, sure. Yeah. I think people, you know, people just like expect that you're a girl and you're stupid and you don't know what you're doing, which sometimes <laughs> is true. Sometimes I am stupid and I don't know what I'm doing. Like you're completely right in saying that, but I also do like to figure things out for myself. I don't know. I, I try to like, if I know that somebody has good intentions and I know that somebody isn't like trying to like belittle me or anything like that, then usually I just kind of like brush it off and I'm like, okay, cool. Or I just ignore it. Um, but when it gets to the point where it's like very clear that this person thinks that they're a lot better than I am, then I'm like, all right. Because the people that are actually good at the game don't talk like that. Exactly. That's what you start <laughs> yeah. noticing. It's like the people that actually would have great advice yeah. don't say anything. So like all like especially, you know, I'm in Inferno right now, so I think I'm dealing with it the most the most that I'll ever deal with it. Yeah. Um and all the people that are in I have a lot of people in my chat and that are friend that I'm friends with that are really, really freaking good. Like, you know, I have like Simply and like a lot of a lot of the legends in there, like, you know, and everybody that's really good is telling me that I'm doing a great job. And then it's <laughs> the people that have like one KC that yeah. want to tell me that, you know, I should be doing the like lazy mage range flick when I have them stacked out, you know, whatever, yeah. things like that. No, I mean, <laughs> like even when I'm doing my content, like I'm staring at my chat for the most part and I make, I make mistakes and stuff and I do other stupid things. 
and then people be like oh you know you could do this or like you know you could do this like one time like i was literally killing seractus yesterday and somebody guys some guy was like why aren't you using death charge or thralls and i'm like i literally like you just popped in at the like the one time i just didn't do it because i'm talking <laughs> to my chat like god damn it so uh yeah. yeah god i love watching you kill that thing with the mace it's so satisfying <laughs> <laughs> I remember the days when Sam didn't have a mace. Oh my god. The real ones that, will know. <laughs> that felt like forever. Oh my god. The real ones will know. Yeah. Good times. Okay. Mr. Easy Scape has a few questions. What was your favorite <laughs> flavored gummy we had? Oh god. And then uh how come you haven't That's slapped me yet? What the fuck? There is a huge um influx of a lot of men in the OSR's community wanting to be slapped or stepped yeah. on or just things like that. Um, and then also the watermelon crushing will forever be my idea. You and prison cutie. Is that prison Joe? Prison cutie. Mm -hmm. Just are more attractive to look at do while doing it. And uh, also when is our KFC gravy event happening? Love you. Wow. Those are some loaded questions, honestly. <laughs> so me and Easyscape met at like the first meetup that I, the first time I ever met anyone from Twitch was called KujinoCon. And we met <laughs> at Elisa's house. Con. And it was like, yeah, it was like me, Elisa, Cugino, Easy, I think uh, I remember. Krylax. Who's, who streamed Prison that? Joe. Prison Joe. Okay. He streamed us like playing beer pong one day. Yeah, and we yeah, also, yeah, yeah. we went to Hibachi um, and we pretended that it was Cugino's birthday. Wait, I have to show you this clip. This is like literally one of the best times of my life. Hold on, let me pull it up for you. But yeah, so uh, Easy was there and me and Easy just bonded on our love for actual gummies, not like weed gummies. Um, oh my God, the stream is so loud. Yeah, our love for actual gummies. So he brought me like a two bags of his favorite gummies for me to try, which were like the Lifesaver gummies and something Ooh, else. Oh yeah. They're really, really good. I like the red ones. That's my answer. Um, okay, let me send you this clip. This was okay. this was like the first time I ever met people from Twitch. Okay, and we me... just pretended that it was Mario's birthday. Oh my God, it's so funny. Well, let me play it real quick for the people. <laughs> Jesus, is that a fucking firework? It's like one of those, like, like the candle that doesn't blow out or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like a rope. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Jesus That's pretty intense. Christ. That was yeah. back when you had blonde hair, too. But, yeah. Back in the olden days. Um, but yeah, so we also had planned for that event. Uh, we were like, what's the, what's the best stream that we can come up with that we should all stream together when we get there? And our idea was, um, Elisa has a kiddie pool. So we were going to go to KFC and get buckets of gravy and fill up the kiddie pool with gravy. And then four of us were going to get chicken suits and we were going to chicken fight in the kiddie pool, uh, in the gravy. Dear it never God. happened. But um, it, it'll happen eventually, I swear. So <laughs> I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Easy. Maybe a TwitchCon or something. If you can pull together a few gallons of gravy, just let me know. But yeah, it's not the easiest thing to uh, to plan. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't think I could ever slap him. He's too nice. Yeah. Now, nah, yeah, there are some people that. Uh... Well, I guess I'm not in the position to slap people. I wish I was. I, I would slap Ignoble Solid. I know he likes being slapped by women, but I would... Oh, I did that once. I would also like to slap him just for funsies. Yeah, 
It, it was really nice, like the little pathetic look on his face afterwards. <laughs> he, he is the perfect candidate for slapping, honestly. Just, just, com- <laughs> just completely, just no ego after you slapped him. Just like he, his most vulnerable you can ever see. Yeah, him. he's just like, thank there you. I think he just said thank you. I think that's all he said. <laughs> Ignoble. Oh, did you guy. did you listen to Based After Dark? I have not listened to the whole thing yet. I listened to a little bit, but okay. First of all, fucking some funny parts just like actually absolutely made me just crack up. What what I always find funny is um when there's multiple people on a mic in a podcast or on a stream or something like that, and some guy's mic is just lower than everyone else. So. <laughs> Like, Ignoble's mic on that bass cast was, like, literally 50% volume compared to everyone else. So what was he so... He would be the one that's too quiet. <laughs> so what's so funny is it just... He just gets drowned out. Like, whenever he's trying to say anything, everyone just talks over him. And you just hear his, like, <laughs> wimpy little voice that's just, like, so quiet trying to cut in. And oh nobody gives him a chance. And it just happened multiple times. I was just dying laughing because he's trying to get, like, his thing out. But everyone talks over him. <laughs> Oh did you God. watch tasty's stream last night no 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 ignoble is over at tasty's house right now so ignoble like came on the stream and was like <laughs> hey guys it's me tasty and uh he like started to solo tob and everybody was just <laughs> the only thing that anybody was saying was like tasty why are you 5'8 tasty are you really like <laughs> under six feet tall like when did you get so short did you get a height reduction i felt so fast dude oh we was, we have to get ignoble partnered asap I agree. Because he is a smart, very intelligent man, and Mm -hmm. he has a very good future ahead of him, regardless if it's on Twitch or not. But I don't want him to leave the community. And I know, like, he's finishing school. I think he's finishing school. I think he's almost done. Um, He's like a doctor or something. Yeah, like, fucking smart, brilliant guy. But uh, I want him to stay. So selfishly, we need to get him partnered ASAP so he sticks around. I agree. Doesn't doesn't abandon. Selfishly, I I feel that way about the vast majority of people in base that aren't partnered. Yeah. I I honestly say that from like a a non-biased perspective. They are my friends, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, they wouldn't be my friend if I didn't think their streams were (laughs) sweet. Not really, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Like that's why we met is because I like their streams and yeah absolutely <laughs> okay um steven asks oh will you ever escape the confines of your fear and add more quality emotes to your seven tv what gives you the most pride as an italian plumber if you could land one acting role what would it be who are your idols who influences you the most okay well if remember how we were talking about the booby emotes earlier yep escape is have you seen escape no, I it's, I don't have Seven TV downloaded, but I'm very really whale keeps. Okay, I will get Seven TV. You know what? I'll, I'll just, just show. I'll, you know, I'll just send you Escape right now. Send this it. is this is the emote, and this is what uh, Forty Two was talking about earlier. This is hold on, where is it? You know, what? I'm not gonna send it to you. It's just like it's just a wide emote of like these bouncing titties that are about to fall out. And every day, Steven will just type "escape" in my chat as if the emote is added, and he just won't stop. And sometimes I'll go into my offline chat, and Steven's just typed "escape" like 20 times just Dear to God. see if it's added or not. And yeah, I, I can't I can't add the titty emotes. Unfortunately, I'm a girl, and I just feel like they're gonna be abused, and I just I don't I don't want to deal with it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, what gives you the most pride as an Italian plumber? Also, again, he made a meme of me dressed up as Mario and <laughs> made me say it's a me, a Zoya Pancake, and that's what he's referring to. So thank you for that, Stephen. Really the pride and joy of my career. Um, <laughs> if I could land one acting role, what would it be? I don't know. Um, I think the stuff that I still like doing, like, I, I, I you know it's good when I get an audition and I'm not like, oh, like, fuck this. Like, I have to drop everything in my life for it. Like, the only ones that I'm still, like, really excited about are things that are for, like, networks like CW or something. I really want to play, like, a, a vampire on, like, a teen drama. Ooh. That just sounds really fun, easy, like, chill. not too high. Yeah, chill, like, not too high stakes, nothing too... You know, nothing and, that I have to, like, work insanely hard on. Just something like that. And you would still get a cult following of people like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it, it would be, like, the perfect kind of role to land with, like, the type of streaming that I do, too. Something yeah. where I'm not too nice so that I don't have to, like, you know, stop swearing on my stream or anything. My publicist says so, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think something like that. Something, an easy, you know, TV show that doesn't film for years. Something like that. Because something that I could do alongside streaming would be really ideal. Yeah um and then idols i mean i have a lot of them like do i just go down the list three three people know. that you and three are, yeah oh wow um, don't have to be the top three and then i'm also gonna ask for shout outs they won't be the top three either but yeah okay yeah i feel like my shout outs are maybe different than my idols just because my shout outs yeah, are yeah. like my friends idols came first um i think the first person that like really inspired me was Rig because he was one of the first bigger streamers that I felt like really cared about me. And I felt like really, I don't know, like took the time out of his day to like express that he saw potential in me and he would like always throw hosts my way and just say really, really kind words that I really needed to hear at that time. Um, and he's just always been super positive and I don't know. I feel like he, especially now really has a good life balance figured out and He's really inspired me in that regard. Um, I think Hannah was also a really big inspiration for me, especially when I first started, because um, she's just like getting on stream and like she plans everything perfectly. Her produ her production quality is amazing. She's incredibly funny. She's incredibly personable, but she just like gets on there and relaxes. And I think that when you first start streaming, like that is one of the hardest things to do. It's just oh, yeah. to like show up and and chill. And yeah. she is just like the perfect example of that. Like not overthinking it. Like it seems so natural. It seems so. It's she does all the preparation ahead of time so that when she gets there, all she needs to do is show up, which yeah. I think really inspired me a lot. Yeah, those are two really big ones in terms of streaming, I would say. Okay. Oh, also skill specs. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with skill specs and stream. I think he is like the perfect mixture of banter and just being a nice person, but also like having everything that he does on stream be for content even if yes. it like risks his reputation like he is so fucking good he's yeah. so good i am his biggest fan actually <laughs> he he really just understands not taking yourself too seriously yeah everything's about he, the content he knows exactly what he's doing yeah 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 and uh no he he is a fantastic streamer yeah, and, and he has a chat that active, and he still manages to, like, say hello to the vast majority yep. of people. Like, he's so nice. He's so grateful for everything oh, that he gets. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you could just tell, even with his, like, persona going on, you mm -hmm. could just tell he's su he has such a sweet heart, you he's know? He's such he just, a good person, yeah. He is a good person. And 
he is an OG. So mm-hmm. that just helps so much. Like, imagine if Skillspec's had only been streaming for a couple years or something. It's just like, it's not the same. It's it's the fact that he's one of like the grandfathers of the platform. Yeah. You know, just like Skillspec's. And so many of the OGs you see get even just a little bit jaded. And I feel like you don't get even an inkling of that from him at all. Oh, like, yeah, even, yeah. even though he like hates where the game is right now, you still don't. <laughs> He he still manages to make it completely entertaining. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's really he's a natural entertainer. Yeah, he's he's one of those people that makes me feel like I could do it for you know five plus years. Yeah, he's also one of those people that could just. I want him to be a podcaster. I I want him to talk. That's all I want. I I just want. I would love to hear a skill specs ramble. You would just, imagine him and Torvesta just had a podcast yeah. together. No, that is what so I'm like. Good. You listen to skill specs and he could just make everything entertainment. Just anything he yeah. talks about, he would just go off the walls with everything. It would just be funny and entertaining the whole entire way through because he's just that kind of guy. Just super bouncy. Just boom, boom, Even boom. like his Twitter replies. Like he just makes like the yeah. funniest comment out of absolutely nothing. Yeah. He yeah. would be great. He would kill it. Maybe someday. I'll hit him up. All right, Ignoble, speaking of the man himself, he asks, why did you slap me? Will you slap me again? Any plans to move past OSRS content, hobbies, things you enjoy outside of streaming, and what's your favorite fashion accessory? Uh, um, <clears throat> I slapped Ignoble because he had just gotten <laughs> slapped by Marsa. I believe as like a, I don't know why, there was a reason. I think it had something to do with like something in her chat or an emote that he wanted to make or something like that. But anyways, Marsa slapped Ignoble and then I was standing right next to them and then I was just like, can I slap you? And he was like, yeah. So I slapped him. It's really that simple. Yep. And if you would like for me to slap you again, you can just tell me Ignoble. Really, as, as we mentioned before, you were the perfect candidate for it. So gladly. Um, any plans to move past OSR as content? I don't. Can I, I, can I just can I interrupt you real quick? Please, okay. please. <laughs> so, on the based after dark podcast, they oh, were no. talking about if Ignoble and Prison Joe just like switched bodies, but like still had the same personality. So imagine Prison Joe, but <laughs> Ignoble solid, and they were like, "Yeah, we would report you." <laughs> like basically, like if it wasn't because of just Ignoble's physical characteristics, oh he would be reported God. and just removed from the fucking platform <laughs> for how weird he is. But oh he just he just nails it. But just imagine Prison Joe, but with the fucking creepiness of Ignoble Solid. I yeah, I would fear that man. I would fear that man. Yeah, it's only because he's so puny in stature. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I'm a big Ignoble fan. Okay, yeah. I need to let's no, all make he, that very huge clear. fan, huge fan. Of him. <laughs> we love Ignoble. I wouldn't <laughs> say this if I didn't absolutely love him. Yes, exactly. That's fucking hilarious, though. Yeah, you should slap him though, really, if you ever get the chance. I would love. Um, to. all right, quick. TwitchCon, you going? Dude, okay. I'll just keep this very brief. I have social anxiety. I don't know. I I wouldn't know what I'm do. Like, I think of the logistics. Of me going to an airport, the, getting the money, going to an airport, flying to San Diego or wherever it is, not fucking knowing where the hell I am, don't have a vehicle, uh, somebody fucking pick me up, and then all of a sudden I'm like, where am I staying? I don't know. Just There's so many things I stress out about, and you know why? It's because I've like literally trapped myself in solitude for like mm-hmm. three and a half mm-hmm. years. 
I've forgotten how like real things happen and it stresses me out and all it takes is just me to do it and then I'm back to normal but like I don't know I'm very anxious to do it yeah. yeah I understand well if you need help with like accommodations and stuff I know a few people that have Airbnbs that might have extra rooms that you probably know at least as acquaintances so we can talk about that later if you want but yeah. I think you should go I think this is a good time to get over it because the first time that I met people from Twitch have you met people from Twitch before I'm assuming yes no really I have not physically met anybody wow on Twitch yet and I've even had a few okay. people drive through time. Alabama and try to like meet up or something but we just haven't made it happen yet Unfortunately, this has turned into an intervention, and it is your time. <laughs> no, um, I so, I want. So you're gonna to. go, yeah. and if you're if you're anxious about it, I'll help you figure that out because I would be happy to. And I know people in San Diego with cars, and and Lopsy's there, so you know he would be willing to drive you places and stuff too. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll sort talk. that out. But you're going okay. basically. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm sorry that you're anxious about it, but you're gonna have to get over it. Yeah, you're going. No, it's it. I know it's good for me. I know. And it's... you can slap Big Noble, yeah. so it's really a win-win situation. I would so love to there. meet all you guys too. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Yeah, the first time I met Twitch people, I was really, really nervous at first. And then I think you like because you've talked to them in chats for so long, or even just like if you've watched them stream, like you really everybody that I've met is pretty much the same that they are on stream. Obviously, like, you know, toned down versions of themselves, yeah. but still the same person. And I think you will be shocked at how comfortable you are. And oh, you talk, like, it, what are you talking about? You talk to these people for hours. Like, it's it's it, not Sabercast is like, it's not really the social anxiety. Like, it's just everything wrapped into one. Like, this is out of, like, I don't know. It's just, like, not in the norm of what I do. I wake up, and I'm sitting yeah, in my sure. computer in my own home streaming. And then I do something that's just on the other side of the fucking country, just completely out of the blue, just for a short period of time. It, everything about it stresses me out, and that's just the honest truth that's about fair. it. But I know for a fact, as soon as I'm out there – it's all fine. It's just everything, yeah. like, getting it all started and planned, and it's just, uh Yeah, it's only going to be stressful once, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad we had this intervention. Yeah, thank you for hosting <laughs> it. All right, yeah, no any problem. any plans to move past OSRS content? I So I, I love RuneScape, and I think that I honestly have, like, a really long trajectory of things that I want to do in-game. So I don't see myself, like, really moving outside of the category for a long time. I'm not mm -hmm. one of those people that, like, got partnered through RuneScape just so I could, like, do other things. Like, that's not me. I really like this game. I want to, like, make an iron, and I want to – I just have a lot of things that I want to do that I think mm -hmm. will take up a few years of time. Um, so I don't really plan to move it past it in that regard for a while, but I do kind of want to do the thing that like Will does where I have like one day a week dedicated to variety because I do really enjoy variety. Yeah. I just find that after a day or two, it just kind of gets old. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to start integrating that more and I would like to do more creative things. Like I have ideas for like cosplays and things like that, that I want to do, um, yeah, but nothing, nothing that's going to make me not an OSRS streamer necessarily. Okay. Hobbies slash things you enjoy outside of streaming. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> and we'll just Do also you... exclude like acting and stuff as well. So yeah, just... of course. Um, honestly, like anytime that I'm not streaming, I'm just trying to like clear my head, I feel like. So mm. I'm going to the gym. I just started going to ballet once a week, which is really, really, really nice because I love doing it when it's not like as a job. I just really like showing up to class and doing that. So usually I just try to like get active sometimes i'll just like go for a walk or 
I like to go shopping and not buy anything. Like I just, I just, I just like leaving the house. Like at that, yeah. at this point, leaving the house is a hobby. You yeah, know? yeah. It just Absolutely. getting outside is a hobby. But I listen to a lot of podcasts and I go for walks and things like that. But I don't, I don't have any like other hobbies that really take up a lot of my time. There's things mm -hmm. I'd like to get into. I think my next big endeavor, if I do decide that I have time for a hobby on the side, I really want to learn to DJ because I would love to do a DJ stream. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be so fun. So that's next on my list. But right now it's just staying alive as a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Being sane is my hobby. Yeah. Just <laughs> taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your favorite fashion accessory? In game or real life? Both. Ooh. Um, in game, definitely the the villager sandals. They just make every outfit look mwah, perfect. I like the briefcase a lot too. And the half moon spectacles. Just really clean. Yeah. Adds to the fashion scape always. In real life, I think I would say tattoos. I love tattoos so much. I plan to get a lot more pretty soon now that I um, am not so worried about if it impacts my acting career or not. So, yeah. I, yeah. So how many them. tattoos do you have? I have nine right now. Damn. Yeah, I have quite a few. I plan on, there's a, I'm, when I go to Amsterdam for TwitchCon in July, I'm getting a kind of like big shoulder piece from an artist there I'm really excited about. That badge, by the way, that. That I love answer. it. It's, it's so cool. so dope. It looks it's oh so my God. Just bright and nice. It was gone for like the last three days. And I was really, really worried about it because I don't know why it just wasn't showing up on my profile. I was like, did my tickets get canceled? Did they did they cancel TwitchCon? Like, what's going on? It, it had me really anxious for a second, but it's back now. Don't worry. I still have my tulip. Hell yeah. We're good. Yeah. Scary, though. <laughs> um, I would have to say, by the way, I totally agree with you on the villager sandals for fashion accessories in game. I'm also kind of underrated, right? I'm also a huge fan of the eternal glory. It's just, it is very beautiful. It's so simple. It's just a little black outline with a purple circle. <laughs> What's your go-to fashion scape? Ooh. Okay. So I don't quite know yet. I'm going to be honest. I, mean, I feel I'm... like the gilded is kind of iconic. Yeah. It's a little iconic. It's not, it's more like of a flex statement rather than like what I Fair. truly want to wear. I think what I would truly want to wear requires getting ranger boots. And I've only had mm. one pair that I turned into big Asians. So I need to get a nice clean pair of normal rangers again. <laughs> and I'm like 500 some clues dry of one. So as soon as I get that, I think I can start finally mapping out exactly my fashion scape outfit for like bank standing. God, I love that you look at it that way. I like fashionscape is it's so its own thing. People that don't take it seriously upset me. Oh, it's everything. And uh I want to start including a little bit of third age in it, but I'm like, ah, I don't have the right Thank pieces you. yet. I need yeah. I need a top and a bottom of something, and then mm -hmm. everything will start working out. And I really I like want... the druidic druidic a lot for the fashion scape. Yeah. I have the normal mage bottoms. If I get that mage top, oh my god. You like, are it, dripped out. It's fucking over. <laughs> like it is over at that point. So. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like watching you runway walk down the street. It's gonna be I amazing. will bin the ancestral. I will literally just like fuck the DPS. I don't care. I will do all my burst tasks with third age i don't care of about course. the damage boots. yeah like you just have to yeah life is all about flex yeah absolutely <laughs> okay your top three or bottom three exercises lifts moments from your streaming career male runescape streamers oh god 
So top three and bottom three of all three, I'm assuming. Oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. I didn't think this one through. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I I'll say top three lifts is like the big three. I'll just make it like squat, deadlift, chest press, because I believe in big, efficient movements. Bottom three lifts would be like any accessories that I just don't think are necessary like any sort of like I think any ab workout is completely unnecessary so I'll just make my bottom three like crunches <laughs> anything ab related basically I'll just put that all into one category yeah. um moments from your streaming career three oh my god that's really hard can I just make it like top and bottom uh yeah do it I don't know if I can come up with three, but I do know the top and I do know the bottom. So we'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite moment for my streaming career had to have been when I got the Infernal Cape on Leagues on the first try, just because like I made this whole YouTube series about it. And like, I was planning <laughs> on like taking a bunch of attempts and like, I'd never been Inferno before. And I thought it was going to be so much more challenging. And then I just got it on the first try and my whole chat, like I was just laughing uncontrollably when I like had that last hit on Zuck and my whole chat was just like, Omega lol, lol, like what question mark, question mark, question mark, just uppercase ha 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 like it was the funniest like like it just i just felt like everybody in the chat was on the same page as me being like what the fuck is happening right now it was really it was just a good moment i That's loved awesome. that and then bottom moment oh i'll never forget this okay oh, so God. when i first started streaming i told you i was like working on my quest cape right yeah um and i was still really insecure and you know i was like i would like have a drink during stream and I was just like, you know, it was just kind of a scary place to be. And I didn't drink a lot, like for the record, like I would have like one drink per stream. And this one stream I was doing Monkey Madness 2 and I did not have a drink. Okay. I was completely sober and I was like, honestly having a bad time because I was sober. Um, and I was like, you know what, maybe I literally was thinking like in the moment that this happened, like maybe I should have a drink, like just to take the edge off. Um, and I'm doing monkey madness and I'm like on the platforms, which is just like undeniably some of the worst content in the game. Like, I, I don't care if you disagree with me, you're wrong. It's bad. And, um, and I also like didn't understand pathing at the time. So it was just like a really miserable, miserable time. And I'm having a horrible time. My chat is dead. I'm angry. I'm upset. I've been on the platform for like three hours at this point. Like I'm just completely miserable. And someone comes in and says, this is the only chat message that has ever hurt my feelings. Someone come in and came in and said, maybe you should go play Just Dance 2 like all the other stupid drunk girls on the platform. Oh, and God. I like lost it. I like almost started crying. I like oh, ended my stream like five God. minutes later. Like that, that for some reason, that one message on that one day just like ruined my life. That was like by far the bottom. I was like, I don't know if I can stream again after this. We're fine Jesus now, but Christ. yeah, it was just yeah. like, they just, it was like the worst thing you could have possibly Everything said at the stacked most vulnerable up. Like, time. Yeah. 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 But it's crazy when you look okay. back and see a message like that where if you were in a different mood it would not have it done been fine, anything yeah. yeah it's just it would normal have been fine. but everything stacked on top and you're totally right by the way if i'm in a not if i'm not a hundred percent when i start a stream and the stream starts off a little slow you're the, you know the viewers are just kind of like barely coming in and just feel like it's not a great start and yeah, then you're like, oh, stream will save me. And then stream doesn't save you. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. No, I'm just stuck in this. And then somebody says something just off. And it's yeah. probably not even that <laughs> off, but it, everything just compounded into that one statement. And you're like, fuck you. I'm ending. Like, yeah. Yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. That was the day that I was like, I hate Twitch. I hate Twitch so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I'll be okay, though.
All right. Um, top three or bottom three. Again, doesn't have to be three. Male RuneScape streamers. Oh my god, that's so hard. I don't know. I mean, the top three that I watch right now are Lopsy, Cuniques, and Mikomi. I like always have a tap for them when they're live. At the very least, I love those guys. Um, bottom three, I don't know. <laughs> bottom I, three. I, I would I would say names, but they'd probably like come after and like try to dox me, and that's why I don't like them. So I'm okay. not gonna name names, yeah, but there are some there are some people on the platform with bad intentions. That's all I'll say. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I'm yeah. scared of them though, so I won't, I won't say anything. <laughs> I'm not yeah. scared of them, but it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth yeah. Name names. Like they have nothing to lose. Like they'll just yeah yeah. Okay, um, Prison Joe asks, plans after the Inferno, will a troll kill you again? Man. Why <laughs> Why does everyone want you to beat the shit out of them? <laughs> <laughs> and do you view Q Neeks as a man or a child? Um, also, I'll just quickly state, read right below that, says beat the living shit out of me. Yeah, it's perfect. They, they really lined up well there. Um... Okay, I'll start with the beat the living shit out of me part. <laughs> Why does everyone want me to beat the shit out of them? I think it's because I had, like, two Twitter replies that everybody knows me for now. Where I just, like, once literally flexed on somebody. Um, which was probably the highlight of my Twitter career. <laughs> yeah, this guy was like, shut the fuck up, bitch. You ain't never been inside of a gym. You don't even know what a gym looks like. So I just, like, replied with a picture of me flexing. Which, <laughs> it was a good tweet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was a good tweet. I, I feel pretty proud of that. But I think that that um, just caught a lot of traction because, you know, whatever. Um, so I think that's where the <laughs> that's where the beating the living shit out of people comes from. But in reality, like, I will say, especially now, like, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And mm-hmm. I... I, I did fight when I was younger. In middle school, I got suspended twice from school for fighting. But I'm Damn. not really a fighter now. Yeah. Maybe I would, like, just to feel the rush once again in my life. But, yeah, I'm not a fighter. Was um, it a fight? <laughs> I, I know this might be, a you know, a bit TOS, but did you fight a woman? Or I a- fought a woman once, and then I fought I, – I, I slapped my ex-boyfriend, and then I got suspended. <laughs> oh, God. What? He called me a slut. That's so – I don't know. You know, so uh, I, we we had like these like vestibules like in between our classes, yeah. and he called me a slut like while I was walking by, and I turned around and I just five starred him. I just slapped the shit out of him and left like the Damn. biggest mark on his face. It was sick. I got three days suspension, but it That's was so worth, worth it. it. Yeah, so worth it. it felt so good. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say like I, I, I this is just such a weird tangent. I'll be brief, but like the fact that like in school i don't know exactly how i feel about this by the way but the whole like don't retaliate or else you'll get in trouble in school like you can't even defend yourself basically i find it shut up like that's not how the real world i know i'm just like really you can't defend yourself or fight back and that's like kind of what's taught and i know there's there's way more nuance to just like you know don't get involved and don't fight back and stuff but i'm like damn sometimes you just gotta stick up for yourself and just yeah slap them i think if i learned anything from that it's like sometimes you just have to fight back better like sometimes there is a better choice than violence sometimes not being violent is you know the stronger message that's true that's true but only sometimes yeah (laughs) okay um yeah plans after the inferno 
Uh, plans after the Inferno currently are, I would like to go to Tob. I'd like to get really good at Tob. I haven't really touched Tob yet. Everybody's always asking me to Tob, but I have like 25 KC. But it's just one of those places that I would just rather have an Infernal Cape before I go there. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, we'll start, you know, get the scythe and we'll get all that going. And then I really want to duo Tob. I want to duo Tob with both Lopsy and Tasty. Um, so that's definitely a plan. And then I think that maybe soon enough once i get like 99 slayer and stuff i'll maybe get a little bit bored of the main and not necessarily bored but i'm just itching so badly to play an iron and i've wanted to for a really long time like i've started irons in the past but i haven't really been able to get that far with them just because well for multiple reasons the main reason was that i never really wanted to start an iron until i felt like i was good at the game yeah like i feel like i see a lot of people start an iron when they're relatively new and it just kind of like makes them get stuck in the mid game for a lot longer than they necessarily need to. Like I'm at the point right now where I definitely could rush corrupted gauntlet, which is just really nice to know that I like, you know, I have the skill level to do that and it would be fine. So yeah, that's the plan. I also didn't want to start an iron for a while because in terms of like my chat, I felt like when I, I, I played an iron probably for a bit last year, I like started playing a hardcore just cause I wanted to. And I really didn't, feel like my chat enjoyed it like when i was just doing quests and stuff it just i was bored i felt like they were bored like i just yeah. felt like nobody was really having a good time but now i feel like especially since i've done inferno and since i've like done other things where i have the ability to talk more than i do in inferno i see that people seem to like when i'm doing something that doesn't take a lot of focus because then we like really get to like catch up and you know i get to like be a just chatting streamer for a little bit which is always nice mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think I'm I think I'm like almost ready for it. And then once that happens, I I want to have a really badass iron. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal. Cool. Wait, so would you make a hardcore or just an iron at the start? Yeah, I have a hardcore right now. Um yeah. So you would continue uh, that account? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, okay, so I had a hardcore before and then I killed it for a subathon. And then I started a new one. And it hasn't gotten very far, but I've like done I have like bone speeches on it, which is nice and I have like 60 agility or something so it has like a Very decent cool. like amount yeah. of you know That's it has a good start. start on it i think i'm gonna like get 99 fire making before i start playing it on stream and stuff like that just to like get a lot of the chores out of the way yeah um yeah i'm excited though really excited okay. i'm not like so i'm not like married to the hardcore but it just like is better content but I'm not going to get too emotionally attached to the red helmet. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Good. Maybe I say that now and then when it happens, maybe I will be a little I emotionally attached. I think the attached, fact but... that you've already stated that maybe that'll happen to me means it won't happen to you. Those those that are like completely like, I, like they don't even say that, oh, like maybe this will happen to me. No, they just deny it completely. But the fact that you've even considered that maybe it will happen to you means it won't happen to you. Did I make any yeah. fucking sense right there? Jesus no, it, it does. It does. It does. The yeah. fact that I, the fact that I know that it's a possibility makes and me you would open accept to the yes, exactly. yes, exactly. But also, like I said that about the group hardcore, and then when it happened, I was so upset. Like I really was really upset. This goes yeah, back to yeah. the. This is this actually goes off of Prison Joe's question. Will a troll kill you again? You know, honestly, I, I hope not. But when the <laughs> troll did kill me. I had like just gotten back from honestly like it was like right after my birthday weekend like I just got back from a bit of a bender and my serotonin was a little bit low and um I was just like really feel like very depressed and like not feeling great and then I came back to stream and sometimes when you come back after a break it's great and like everybody's there and like everybody's so excited to have you back and then sometimes it's just not the case sometimes just like nobody shows up and that's fine you know it is what it is yep. but it just happened to be like the day that I'd gotten back from a trip where my serotonin was low and 
I didn't really like myself and I didn't really like streaming and I killed my hardcore or like I, I got rid of one of our group lives like all on the same day just because I was like lazy flicking and reading the chat and I didn't know that the troll could hit a 30 or whatever <laughs> so I, I don't think a troll will kill me again I I'm I consider myself good at, at flicking now so oh, yeah. and I, I'll do more research before I get into those situations <laughs> all right do you view Cuneeks as a man or a child Cuneeks is a man Cuneeks is not a child he's he a, man. a man he's a grown adult He's more of a man than I am. He like lives alone. <laughs> I'm glad he's more of a man mommy. than you are. <laughs> well, true, yeah. He's more of an adult than I am, rather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely more of a man. No, Cuneeks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Cuneeks is a fucking legend. I uh, I only give those that I absolutely love a hard time. And uh, yeah, Cuneeks. I, I popped into Cuneeks stream back when he was like a 15 viewer, Andy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when I met him as well. Yeah, just like. You know, getting off his feet, a little nervous about everything, you know, but like... Yeah, look at him now. He's just grown a lot. And I know. He, he I knows who he is and he knows what to do to... I don't know. He's got it down, I think. And his subathon was like insanely good. Oh, yeah. I can't... I cannot imagine streaming for two weeks straight and still being nice. Yeah, fuck it was, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I admire him. Okay. Um, Tasty Life asks will you step on me mommy what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a full-time streamer do you have any moments in your streaming career that stick out to you i guess we've already somewhat covered that step on me mommy he says that again and then shout out based thank you for making it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, sure, Tasty. Yes, I'll step on you. No problem. Uh, what do I think I'd be doing if I wasn't a full-time streamer? I don't know. Like, there's... Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of a person that's, like, everything happens for a reason. Like, you know, my, my life has gone the way it's gone, and I can't look back and hope or wish that it went any other way. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's another world in which I graduated from college and like acting immediately took off and I got a job. And then once you get a job, it's just kind of like exponential movement from there. Um, so that could have been a scenario. There was also like a scenario after college where I was really into like the group fitness scene and I wanted to be a group fitness instructor, like sort of like you know, have you seen any of like the workout classes where they're like super energetic and like oh, I just imagine those bikes with the, everyone's on their little bikes. And just like, yeah, on, it's like that, like that. the motivational speeches, yeah. like yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, so I auditioned to be one of those ones, and then I didn't get it, and then uh, I was like, okay, never mind. But it seemed fun at the time, honestly, mm -hmm. just as like a side job. 
Um, so maybe I'd be doing that. I don't know. There's also, I told you, like, I almost went to school for math. I could be like a fucking accountant right now. I have no idea. Yeah. I am where I am. <laughs> I got no clue. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. And there's we'll no real stress about it either. It's like, if it just no. got to that point, just whatever. Like, the, at that point, I'll worry about it, you know? So. Yeah. I'm a pretty capable person. I think, I think whatever happens, I'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be okay. Um, I guess we've already kind of talked about the moments that have stuck mm -hmm. out to you. So, uh, he wants, or he's, I need to read, just state this. He says, step on me, mommy twice. Got it. Yeah. So, no problem. Sure. Okay. Say less. <laughs> okay. By the way, did you, he says, shout out base. Thank you for making it. Did were you like one of the uh, creators of it or the I did, sole yeah. creator? Uh, me and Elisa made it. Okay. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah, we try to we try to make it so that it doesn't seem like it's anything that's like led by somebody. We kind of want it to be a community led thing. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you say that you didn't know who made it because I didn't really want people to yeah, know. That's cool. Um, I'm like a super type A person, as I said before, and explain I like a explain type A because I'm unaware. I feel like I could just get it from context, but yeah, what, what's type well, A? Well, I'm just I'm a control freak for sure, <laughs> and I like things to be a certain way. Yeah. And I'm a perfectionist and I just, I'm just a very particular person. Um, so sometimes when I'm in a position of leadership, I know that I can be a bit overbearing. Mm. Um, so I try to avoid that as much as possible. Like I'm, I'm just I very see. conscious of it now that I'm like, you know, an adult and I know that like people, I, now, I know that it's annoying. <laughs> is that part of being a type A person knowing, like being consciously aware that you are a type oh, A person? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. So there you are know, type A people, people that are just actually control freaks and they don't control it yeah you know those people those like co-workers that like micromanage every little move you make yep. that you're like why are you even like this is none of your business like yeah. like and they don't even realize that they're doing it it's just like a part of their personality yeah i i think i've i think that i've <laughs> i think that i've grown enough to know that about myself and know that it, it definitely has there there are some good things about being that way and there are definitely some really fucking annoying things about being that way so i try to i just try to be as conscious as i can about it so when Elisa and I made based, we wanted to make sure that it didn't seem like we were like these dictators and like we were the only people that got to decide who gets in. Yeah. And like this was our thing. Like the reason we started it is because we were a part of a different stream team before and we just didn't really feel like it was like serving us really. We felt like we had kind of like, outgrown like a lot of the other people in the group and we just felt like it, it, it wasn't really doing what it could be doing, but we saw the potential that a stream team had for everybody's growth. And it just so happened that like that day that I was feeling that way about the stream team where we both were like kind of wanting to leave and wanting to do some something else. I think I was in, maybe it was like Guns Chili stream or something. And he was talking about like the new age of streamers, like the new wave, like talking about me and Elisa and Tasty and Uniques and like all these people. And I was like, we are actually kind of a group. You don't really see it when you're in it because, you know, these are just your friends and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then you realize from an outside perspective that like we kind of are like the new people on Twitch. Like yep. maybe we should make a group out of it. So I think me, Alisa, Cuniques and like Prison Joe got in a call one day and we were like, we should do this. Like this would this would be really cool. Like there's no we we didn't really even know what a stream team was for other than like we're going to make a Discord and like if we want to like do events, we can do events. If we like need to help each other, we can help each other. Um yeah. The first name of it was going to be Elisa suggested no fucks given. And I was like, that feels a little mean. That feels a little <laughs> no like the wrong thing. Given, yeah. Imagine if we were no fucks given. NFG, we wanted, we were going to be. Jesus and then, Christ. yeah, one day I was like, what about just like based? And then it just stuck. And now I feel like it's become 
honestly kind of a huge thing. And like, I haven't really done a lot of the work on it. Like shout out Mofo for making the bass chord, which has a ton of people in it. And he's like really set up the bots and everything to make sure that everybody streams and YouTube videos and everything are notified. And like everyone's community is like a role. It's really, really cool. That is um, cool. But I think, I think based is kind of made a name for itself more than I ever expected it to. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, it's been really great. Like having all the meetups and everything and yeah, it's been a really nice way to get a group of people together that are like-minded and have similar streams and have just similar personality types. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I really I feel do. bad sometimes. Sorry. No, you're good. I feel bad sometimes. Like, I feel like people think that we're trying to be like, like, I don't know, like a really exclusive or, or like clicky, which yeah. is just like, is it just really isn't the case. Like I would love to add a lot more people, but we do do it in sort of like a, a, a diplomatic manner where yeah. we have to, we have to vote with somebody, recruit somebody. And then we have to vote on if we think they're a good fit just because mm -hmm. we saw like, did you see like when Bodie made the stream team and then it ended up being like 500 people or something. And like everybody was just getting partnered because like Bodhi just offline hosted them. Yeah. Um, no, I Because you just had like, yeah. Yeah. Like there's no explanation even needed. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Definitely. You don't want a stream team where every fucking person's allowed or else it just becomes not a stream team. It's just like. Yeah. It just feels so just, bad like yeah. saying no to people that ask sometimes. It's awful. It's I am awful. a people pleaser. Like I, I know, not I a people too. pleaser to the point where I'll just do anything, but like I want people to feel comfortable and nice. Yeah. And occasionally that gets me into trouble on my stream and stuff when I'm too nice to people and I don't call it out as I see it. But it's like, yeah, no, you need to do these things or you, <laughs> I mean, as weird as it sounds, vote people in because you want to make sure the community still feels like a community and a good fit. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the other reasons that I really wanted, like the main reason that I want to make a stream team is because in the first stream team that I was in, we had a channel where we would just like put all the like, it was primarily females in the group. So we would put all the like sus chatters and all the like really like creepy people or anybody that had like, you know, you know, felt threatening or yeah. like weird in any way. So we would just like share their names around so we know who to look out for. So it was like more of a safety thing. And we yeah. still do that in based. Like we still do that very much. Um, so it really just comes down to like, you know, a safety perspective and just like mm -hmm. having people be in the know about what's going on because Twitch can be a scary place. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And I love that the podcast has started, but we need some, uh, we need some females on the uh, based after dark or based before dark or something. All right. I think Mofo's doing it. I'll hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that there's like based related things being made that I don't even know about. Yeah. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah. And it just cool. feels like the community is more together rather than everyone doing their solo thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can always just like have a discord of, I think there's what, like 20 something people in it now and be like, hey, anyone want to like talk or something? Like, it's just nice to have that sort of thing where you don't feel like you're bothering anybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's making content. They all understand. Yeah. All right. Swift little Eagle says, I know like everyone and their mom calls you mommy sem semi unironically, but how do you deal with it? Does it ever get too <laughs> much for you? Is it weird when names that you don't recognize say it? That's going to be a little weird. Um, <laughs> when you beat Reed and Tommy, could you film it asking for a friend? Good luck okay. on Inferno. 
I I don't put too much thought into it. I know that, look, I know I'm not, I wasn't born yesterday. I know that like the whole mommy thing has sexual connotations, but at the same time, I do also feel like I am kind of a maternal figure to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. like, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to read into it too much. I think it's funny. I think I am kind of mommy sometimes, you know, I'll admit it. Yeah. I kind of am. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't put too much thought into it. I don't really think it's weird. I'm like, I don't, I know I don't like stream content that's like sexual or anything like that but i do also feel like that gives me the liberty to like make jokes that are sexual and like just joke around the same way that like any like male streamer or like any other you know streamer whose content isn't based on like sexual content would Mm -hmm. um i think that people will like read into that more because i am a woman and people will you know if i say one thing that's sexual it's like automatically like oh the chat's like freaking out you know but whatever you know i'm gonna i'm that's how i talk it's who i am like i've always like made sexual jokes it's just like part of my personality take it or leave it you know um if people want to judge me for that then that's on them but i'm an adult and i can joke about that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah um and sure i'll film it (laughs) i'll put on the patreon (laughs) oh yeah all right, Whale asks, how did you get so good at barking? Uh, natural instinct, I think. Yeah, natural instinct. I do, like, you know, I've been I've been barking on stream for subs recently and, and you know, when it, when it feels necessary. And when it feels good, it does feel good. I would recommend it if anybody needs a an easy stress reliever. I once meowed for subs. Did you like it? Not really, not particularly, mm-hmm. although it was somewhat liberating. Yeah, yeah. I feel like barking is, is different because, you know, cats kind of, they hold back a little bit. You know, when you're embodying a cat, you sort yeah. of have to be a little more conservative with it. You know, it's a little more coy. Whereas when it comes to barking, like, I don't do, I'm not like a chihuahua. Like, I'm a full, like, fucking, like, Rottweiler. Like, I'm letting it out, you know? It feels nice. I, I, it's not quite a bark, but I do this really aggressive groaning occasionally. And I don't know, even know where it came from, but it's just kind of become a thing. Whenever I get a cool drop, it's just it, it's just my natural instinct now to start groaning uncontrollably. Like, a, uh, like yeah. that sort of thing? Just, yeah. yeah. No, there's a clip I'll send you. It's bad. I love like I love making noises like that. I do it all the time in my day to day life. Like when I'm alone, if something bothers me, like the other day, I like sat down on my computer. I just made an energy drink, and then I sat down and I spilled it all over the ground. And just always like it just feels so good to be like, like just like (laughs) fuck. Like when when no one's around, I'm just like screaming at myself. See, but it's really nice. It's that kind of like freedom you feel when you do it in front of a live audience. And then it's like, wow, I just did that. And it wasn't like the worst thing ever. Like the reactions weren't that bad. Yeah. And so then it's like, you have to remember, you can just be yourself. It's cool. Yeah. It's really nice. It's nice when people let you. And it, yeah. And it's also nice to know, like, I don't take myself too seriously. If I want to just do some weird noise or weird, (laughs) say, say something weird, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think there, I think when you first start streaming, you sort of like hold back on all that sort oh, of thing. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. Like everything was roped off. Do not do this. You'll embarrass yourself. Don't do that. Don't, yeah. It was bad. And you're overthinking oh my everything. My, like, one of my most viewed clips is my least favorite clip of all time because you literally see me do that in real time in the clip. So I get it. I get a, I'll just send it to you. I get a draconic visage. Actually, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fine. You can play it. Um, is there music in the I background? Get, no, there's no music. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll just I'll show it to you. It's, yeah, it's horrible. Show it. I'll show it to everyone. 
It's so embarrassing. So I get a draconic visage and then I say, oh, I got a draconic visage. And then the way that I react makes me like cringe internally so much that in this same clip, you also be me see me be like, that was so weird. Why did I say that? It's just like, oh my God, it's such a roller coaster. All right, love it. It's horrible. Let's, let's watch it. <laughs> I've been kind of holding off my Iron Man for it, but I kind of- Oh, there is music. I lied, I lied. But it's <laughs> yeah. copyright free. Is it I'm copyright so free? Yeah, it is. Okay, we'll see. We'll see when it starts doing the thing, but if not, we'll just- You don't have we'll to play it. You no, don't have to play it. It's we okay. are playing it. I am going to okay. watch this and I'm going to just embrace the reaction. I've been kind of holding off my Iron Man for it, but I kind of want to make one. Well, you'll have to make a new account anyway, so Grady, you might as well. Ooh, juice. Oh, I got a draconic visage. Oh, my first unique. <clears throat> I don't know why I reacted like that. That was kind of weird. <laughs> oh my God. I like love how I, it doesn't, like, nothing about that was cringe at all, honestly, to me. But the fact that you, like, called yourself <laughs> On it's it. it exactly what I would do. It's just like you say <laughs> oh something, you're like, God. that didn't sound like what it should have sounded like. And so you have to like backpedal and be like, ah, sorry, yes. guys. Just pre apologize for everything. I know. I just immediately am like, that was so weird. Like, oh, God, it's horrible. If I could go back in time and change anything, it would be that clip exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you need that. And we were talking about this before. Was it during the cast or it must have been before? Talking about how I look back at past Sebe cast and I'm like, holy shit, this is unbelievably cringe. I can't listen right. to myself. That means but, you're you've grown, I guess. Yeah, you see you see how much you've grown from that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I second guess or backtrack my reactions the way that I used to. But every time something does happen on stream, I do have a moment of being like, wait, what is the clip gonna be like? You know? Yeah. <laughs> do you do that as well? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's not like I'm not judging it. It's just I'm like, wait, this is gonna be on Behe. Like, what? What did I say? <laughs> yeah. Now nah, there's yeah. I don't know. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I just saw the same person die at solo steps twice in a row. Just so you know, just had to say that out loud. <laughs> so, one thing I've noticed. So when I look back at my old clips, first of all, I don't have a beard, and yeah, that's pretty much the only real difference. But I look younger. And mm -hmm. then I do just really weird things. Like I'm, I, I seem very vanilla. Just don't be too crazy. Don't be too wild. Don't do certain things. Like keep it cool. Don't be cringe. You know, constantly in my head. Don't be cringe. Don't do not be weird, champ. No. But um, yeah. I look back at past clips. Like when people link past clips in my chat, I'm like. I can just tell based off of like how long ago it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking mm -hmm. viewing that on my own stream, even if somebody asked me to. It's like, you guys can watch that on your own, but don't mm -hmm. even tell me that you watched it because it's just going to make me embarrassed for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, gets worse know. and worse, by the way. Two years down the line when you're still streaming, you're going to look back at like these super old clips and you're like, oh my oh God. My God. Because you will have just changed inevitably. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can already tell that clip is only from a year ago. Yeah. Like, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe, hopefully, I mean, I, I, when I first started streaming, I could not stand the sound of my own voice. I couldn't watch my own clips. Like yeah. it just all made me so uncomfortable. I've gotten better about that now. Like I, I don't, yeah. I don't really mind it. It's still, I find it really awkward to like, if I ever have to like watch my own VODs without volume, like I had to do this, uh, I did the sponsorship recently and they made me like clip the ad readings. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to like go back in my VOD and like find the right place. So I would have to watch like minutes of my VOD, which I never do. And I was like, oh God, like, why does anybody watch this?
but then um i don't know at the same time you are also kind of like okay it's it's maybe it's not that bad you just have to see yourself from an outside perspective and, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's also if you listen to anybody's vod without music it's awkward oh yeah no it's completely like do you ever see yourself in a side mirror or like put two mirrors up next to each other and you see yourself from a more like just a different perspective, how somebody else would see you and you look different? Oh, all the time. And it's I like, no people see like. me like this? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, because you only oh, ever yeah. see yourself just like fully facing front generally. Mm -hmm. And then you start seeing some other views of you and you're like, damn, that's me. Yeah, that's how people to, uh... see me. I try not to think about what I look like as much as possible. I just try to, <laughs> I just try to avoid the thought completely. I'm serious. Like, like some days, like it's not even, I, I'll be about to go live and it's not even that I think I like look bad or anything necessarily. Like that's not really something that crosses my mind. It's just like, I just don't, I don't want people to, I just don't want to be looked at right now. I yeah. just, I don't even want to be aware of my appearance. I just want to, I just, I wish I was just like my thoughts and not anything else. Life would be a lot simpler. Yeah, we were talking. I was talking to Nicole last week and just like looking at yourself in the OBS thing, and you're just like staring at like the go live, and you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ, like, am I doing this right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, make sure everything's good, everything's good mm -hmm. to go, and you're just like looking at yourself, and you're like, this ain't, this ain't good enough. Like, yeah, change something. Yeah. No, I mean that is. First off, I just gotta say I'm very happy that I'm comfortable enough with my appearance that i can go live with a face cam i'm really glad because it is just a really great addition to a stream that keeps sure. viewers there um and i am slightly envious of those that can just that have made it without a face cam because i'm not gonna lie the few streams i've done without face cams are extremely nice and comfortable but sometimes i'm like hmm is comfortable really what i want sometimes being seen and you know, seeing your embarrassing moments and stuff is what makes everything really fun and exciting and stuff. And not having yeah. that, you almost have to overcompensate with your voice. And then that is a little stressful, I could imagine, like long term. But um, yeah, I think in an ideal world, it would be nice to just have the option. I think it would be nice to like just go live some days without a face cam mm -hmm. and not have people be like, why are you doing this? Like, why no camera today? Yes. What's wrong? You know, that is, that's the only issue. It's yeah. like it, for me, I've never done a camera without a face cam. I've never done a stream without a face cam. And I don't think I ever would just because I think like the the mass amount of questions yeah. would not it would just even out like I might as well just, you know, no, literally the, the few times I've done like uh I've, I've even done micless streams like twice ever where i just i love a good radio stream i love yeah, watching it's, just, them. it's just a radio stream and then i'll get the questions like are you gonna turn your face cam on like are you gonna do this like like why are you doing this or like what what are you doing <laughs> like just like god damn it like i just i know i was in the vibe like i was in the moment i was like this is gonna be a cool stream because i'm feeling it you know and then all of a sudden i get some like questions about it the, the entire stream is like oh your face cam ain't up and then i'll have people that are really blunt and like oh i'm out like you don't have your face cam. I'm like jesus christ <laughs> i know like... isn't it so funny how like there are these things that as a streamer like you would never ever ever say in a stream and some people that are even like decent chatters that have been on twitch for a long time we'll will that. still say these things yeah. like oh my god like you have 100 viewers like oh my god you know things like yeah. that yeah i don't think they ever fully understand until you're a streamer because i no, think I, it's good intentions for sure yeah i think i was the exact same way you don't know proper you don't know the, like the 
proper etiquette. And again, it's not really etiquette. It's just it is etiquette. Yeah, I guess so. You don't really understand it fully until you've streamed and you've seen that end. But even yeah. if you've been a viewer for five years, you still don't fully understand. Yeah. I mean, because you would think as a viewer, if all of a sudden you like your favorite streamer got raided and they're normally at 100 viewers, now they're at 500. Gender, like, you would just feel like this is a cool thing to say. Like, wow, like you have a lot of viewers right now. Like that, How could that ever be seen as wrong or uncomfortable or anything? <laughs> but the streamer feels uncomfortable. Totally. Yeah, it's just, just an uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Oh my God, I had the funniest thing happen recently. I was doing, well, I failed a 24 hour stream because I got really sick, but I had like, I think I had like 400 viewers or something. And then I DC'd, my, my stream died. Mm -hmm. And then I came back and I had like, I think like 180 and somebody was like, wow, 180 viewers. And I was like, oh my God, I just lost over 200 yeah. viewers. And like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, yeah. fuck. like lower than my normal average right now like god damn it <laughs> yeah it's just uncomfortable talking about yeah like i just don't like thinking about it yeah i yeah. remember the time too when i was pushing for partner and i was like i think my average for like two weeks straight was like 74.5 or something like that mm -hmm. and i just couldn't help myself like i just kept constantly being like oh good i'm at 90 and then i'd look back and be like oh my god i'm at 68 like should i end the stream like this, it's so fucking stressful when it's you have to worry about the numbers worst. it is the worst it's terrible. I really do not feel bad. For, I really do not envy anybody in that position right now. Isn't it funny as well that you're never fully satisfied with the view count? Oh, either? no, no. It's like, well, that's no the thing. It's like, yeah. I, you know, I've gotten partnered now, which is great. You know, mm -hmm. I've been partnered for a while now, but now I, I would really like a manager and like all the managers that I'm looking at want you to have like, you know, around like 250 CCV. So that's like, okay, well, that's the real goal now. And yeah. then once that happens, it's like, well, that's still a pretty small stream. Like, yeah. obviously, I'd want to be like 500. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, yeah. it's seriously, I remember my first stream that i was consistently at 40 viewers i am like mm -hmm. holy fuck like anything above 40 at this point is amazing same that's like, how I, I i will never feel sad if i am above 40 and then all of a sudden <laughs> you get to 70 and then you get to 100 and then it's like oh i'm back in double digits and then it's like you know i'm i'm around like 150 250 area which i'm fucking blessed to be at for, yeah for first place because it feels like i'm doing the exact same thing i was doing back when i was a 40 viewer person and it's like I have this weird sort of thought, like this bad thought that's eating me up. It's like, oh, everyone's going to leave if you don't like do something different and stuff. Yep. But yeah, it just, you never feel quite satisfied. And then you get a big host where, you know, you're pumped up to 500 and then you drop down to 300 almost immediately. Like, damn, this is so depressing. It's like, you're damn, at 300 viewers. people what? really think I'm that bad yeah. that they clicked out. Yeah, But I it's know. like, you're still at 300. Like, how can it's you It's all ever... relative. I know. Everything's yeah. relative. Yeah, it's just it's just the reality but it's funny yeah it is it's yeah I, I mean i somebody once told me that like the work really does start when you get partnered and at first i didn't believe them but then i was like oh yeah like the, the time before when i was like under 75 now feels like i don't know you know what i mean it all yep. feels so small in comparison whereas when i see people at 75 viewers like they have a like crazy active chat and that is a lot of people like yeah. it's just it's all your perspective just gets so skewed after a while i know yeah. it's so strange but i guess it's good that we're always striving for something better it's just the hard yeah. part is when you don't think that what you have is good enough yeah the best thing that could ever happen is just slow continual growth and there will always mm -hmm. be like ebbs and flows and stuff but like yeah i think a really cool number to see is like your follower count because it almost never declines yeah. like maybe you lose a follower too but it's like it's always something that's like oh this is a nice metric to see just 
constant growth and it feels good although yes that's not the determining factor how successful of a stream you have but of course but it does it is number does go up and yeah. it is nice that's what i really then, about yeah. youtube i was just gonna say is like just the the idea for me of youtube is just a project it's just something i do and i enjoy it and there's no monetary stress it's just i upload shit i get some feedback i do it i upload exactly what i want and i just see the number of subscribers grow and it's just like oh this is nice it's like nourishing a little plant it's like yeah it's growing oh that's a good way of putting it yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like monetizing youtube sounds really nice in in theory but my youtube isn't monetized right now and like the idea that people have to put out videos like to meet certain ad dates and things like that that sounds unbelievably stressful whereas doing like sponsored streams is whatever you just go live and you yeah. do it it's no big deal you know but having to like put out a piece of creative content that's like finalized that you feel confident about that sounds I mean, I can work under deadlines. I'm used to it. But for some reason, when it's like your own thing, it's just different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's a little piece of you. I'm kind of excited to get to the point where I could potentially get a sponsorship on YouTube. Heck yeah. I'm excited to see that too. They just seem nice. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, put a little teeny 30 second thing in your video. And I don't know. It's just, there's something nice that's not terribly intrusive something like that. i don't know just the fact that somebody wants you to like advertise for them it's just it's kind of flattering in a way yeah. maybe that's just because i'm a small creator and i've had few opportunities for it but it's no it is cool and i think that like the ads themselves on youtube are always nice and i really like when people find a way to like integrate something creative or something funny yeah. or whatever yeah. a lot of people especially i think in the runescape community have gotten really really creative with them and they're really good like all the way that like torvesta and framed like always integrate their yep. ads and yep. their videos is so it's just genius and it sounds like it would be really fun to like figure out a way to make it seamless but yeah. i think yeah i think the only part that would be really challenging is making the actual video on time <laughs> yeah the the other thing i really look forward to is potentially getting a sponsorship that i love you know just yeah, a product i absolutely really rave about yeah and then it's like it's not even a chore to say nice things and make a really fun creative segment on it because you're just you just love the product or service mm -hmm. yeah that would be amazing well i hope it happens for you soon yeah well i'm it, there's no like huge need or anything but i've always thought like eh, that'd be kind of cool one day that would be cool i think for youtube yeah. they generally sponsorships generally start after you've hit like 50k subs and stuff right so it's a while yeah know. youtube is really big numbers yeah in comparison like the numbers on twitch feel so small when in reality it's i don't know it's just it's not really the case i guess yeah yeah okay lopsy's got a few questions a lot of them are kind of repeat questions so we'll skip a few but um uh most memorable memorable based meetup mm. um and favorite clip on twitch and wannabe roommates <laughs> i think those are the main ones if there's anything else yeah feel free me nick and um lopsy are all talking about moving in together kinks um at some point maybe next year which i think would be really fun i would i would love they're like my best friends and yeah. i would love to live with other streamers would be really cool so i hope that happens yes i do want to be roommates just i also <clears throat> want to live at home until i'm have money <laughs> yeah yep. yeah or at least i'm not worried about it um 
I think the most memorable based, I mean, they've all been memorable. I feel like the most memorable based meetup was Austin because that was our first time really coming together after we had made based. And that's when I first met Lopsy, I first met Tasty, I first met Uniques. Um, and those have like become some of my closest friends. I first met Mofo too. Um, it was just really cool. So we all went to Austin because uh, Whale saw that Boris was playing. So we all went to go visit and see Boris together. And it was it was just great. Like Zulu was there too. We met up with uh, Nine right after. It was just really cool. Like it just, we just, I, there's a lot of RuneScape people that are in Texas. So we all yeah. just kind of conglomerated and it was really neat. And at the time, I think that Zulu and Nairin had like just finished filming Gillenor games, so we had to like we were like probing them with questions and stuff too. It was really cute. It was just it just it was the first time that I was like, whoa! I'm like I'm I'm a RuneScape person, huh? And That's it was really cool. fun. Obviously, seeing yeah. Boris was sick. Zulu bought me like a Zulu bought everybody like these like six dollar waters. What a legend! <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Just keeping everybody hydrated. Just like had a whole handful of them. Hell yeah! It was cool. Favorite clip on Twitch. Mm. Hmm. Favorite clip on Twitch. I have two, I think. One of them is a Lopsy clip. Uh, I'll I'll grab it for you. Um and then the other one, I'm sure you know, is uh the 420 streamer never give up. You know what I'm talking about? I have seen a plethora of 420 streamer clips and <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the, the four... one where he like tanks two Zuck hits or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I just remembered the clip of him actually getting his infernal cape. And it was like you could just tell by his reaction. He just started screaming. And you could just tell by his reaction, he's like, I fucked up. Like, I fucked up. I should not have gotten the cape. Because that was like what he was known for. That was for. the end. Yeah. That was the end. That's <laughs> so fucking funny. Okay, this is what this is. I don't know why this clip makes me laugh so hard. It's just I think Lopsy's one of my favorite streamers. Like his timing with everything is just so like nonchalant and perfect. And this clip makes me laugh so fucking hard. Right, let's, There's no music. Don't worry. Let's give it a look. Also, head phase. I've yet to proc a root. <laughs> <laughs> The timing is just so good. Also, head phase, I've yet to proc a root. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Like, you can't watch that clip and be sad. For, for I those, know. I just love it. For, for those looking on YouTube, it says R Ruby Dragon Bolts. There is no E. I know it's clipped off at the end. There is no E, so they just didn't have a Ruby proc chance. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> It's just the timing of when he realizes yeah, it's just so just perfect. See it. Should I pull up the 420 streamer one as well? Show it. Let's see it. For the people that don't know. Uh, oh my god. Is it the 420 give, streamer? Gonna give me fucking PTSD. I don't. I unfollowed him like two years ago, or whenever it. Whenever he. <laughs> I unfollowed him really shortly after. I was just. I was over it. I was over the milking, and I was so fucking pissed off for no fucking reason. I just unfollowed. Him. I was like, I don't want to see. I understand. Anymore. I wasn't was, around for it, so I've only seen the clips after. Oh, no music it, in it was like... Oh, okay, let, yeah. let's, just, let's watch this first. <laughs> I don't know why this... <laughs> what? Run energy! No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my I'm God. not going to lie, like... <laughs> 
he's one of the most entertaining people, but he was so out of it, just baked out of his mind every fucking stream. And it was like there was no getting through to him. It was like talking to a wall. Just like, yeah. dude, stop milking. And then he would be like, all right, guys, you ready? And you start playing his little fucking song again. Like, God damn it. I was yeah. freaking out. It was genius, though. Yeah, I heard oh. he would, like, go live in the oh, morning yeah. and then do the run and then get to Zuck by, like, n lunchtime and then do Zuck at, like, milk. 9 p.m. Yeah, just, just <laughs> endless milk. I'm like, dude, it was giving me an aneurysm just, like, looking at I'm, I'm sure like, if, oh, I was, if I was there for it live, it would have been a different story. But the clips are so funny to look back on. Oh, they're glorious. I don't get to see the bad parts. I just get to hear about them. But yeah. that clip just kills me every time. Good shit. <laughs> okay. Qnix asks, what is your favorite part about playing Iron Man game mode? Biggest inspiration to you in your life slash content creation career. Why did you let me beat you at an arm wrestling match at Thanksgiving and rematch win? What are your favorite Crocs? Are you high right now? Do you <laughs> ev? Do you ev? <laughs> yeah, I ev. Thanks for asking um okay i'll start at the beginning my favorite part about playing the iron man game mode i like look look not everything just because i'm a woman doesn't mean that everything that i do has to relate back to being a woman but sometimes it does okay and sometimes i feel like my accomplishments are very much diminished just by the fact of my gender all right it's just a fact of life unfortunately and I feel like Inferno was like one of the first times where I feel like people have really taken me seriously and I feel like people have um, just like genuinely been complimenting me and it hasn't been like, oh, you're good for a girl. It's been like, oh, you're actually good. Like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Iron Man is kind of hopefully will be the same way. I found that like when I was doing like stuff on the group iron and stuff like that, it just feels like like nobody can help you with it. Like th these accomplishments are purely my own. And I, I am a very independent person and I like having a lot to be proud about. So it just it just feels like it's going to be a nice way to feel like very confident about my game abilities and, you know, just have have pride in the drops that I get and have pride in the grinds that I do. And, Absolutely. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm sure you understand. <laughs> um, I think we talked about biggest inspirations yeah. before. Yeah. In terms of streaming. But yeah, I don't know. I. My friends also inspire me a lot. Honestly, people like Uniques that I get to talk to every day. It's honestly really inspiring to find that people feel like the same hard parts of streaming that I do, yeah. even when I watch their streams and it seems like they're totally okay. Like Uniques is like by far my number one cozy stream to hang out in. Like mm -hmm. if I'm having a bad night and Uniques is live, like I'm cured. Like that that place saves me. I love his stream for that reason. And sometimes I'll talk to him after and he'll be like, oh, I feel like I had a bad stream. Like I'm not having a good day. Like I, you know, I'm feeling kind of lost in life right now or whatever. And um, it's just kind of, it's really reassuring to hear that somebody else feels the same way that I do while I also enjoy their content. Like you don't have to be feeling 100% to put out decent content. So that's really nice. So yeah, shout out to Nick and all my friends for that. Um, I beat, I let Nick beat me in an arm wrestling match because we honestly, believe it or not, he and I are equally as strong. Like I actually was putting forth my best effort. I just got tired. So I was like, you can win this, whatever. Like I'm not, he, he won, he won fair and square, you know? And we can rematch TwitchCon for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he really did win fair and square yeah Elisa I think just started doing a pool stream and then Prison Joe yelled at me and Cunix to arm wrestle so if Prison Joe yells at you and tells you to do something you have to do it it's just kind of the way that life works yeah. 
My favorite Crocs, um, I wear these Crocs all the time that are white and they have a million gibbets in it and they have, I, the ones I'm wearing right now have like a bunch of Fortnite gibbets in them. They're really, they're great. I love them. Are they're Crocs, really obnoxious. Are Crocs comfortable? Like, yes. I wear Crocs. I have like three pairs of Crocs. I actually wear them like every day. Are they comfortably, uh, like, are they comfortable because you're used to them or were they comfortable off like just your first time ever wearing them? Um, well, I wore them a lot in like elementary school because I'm from Florida and it's like always muggy and mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of a nice shoe, like especially if it's like raining outside, you know, you can yeah. get them a little wet. It's no big deal. It's just like a good like water shoe and regular shoe. So I really did grow up like wearing Crocs, but I... Um, I started wearing them actually when I was living in New York because uh, but my last apartment was a, a basement and my floors were tile and they were so fucking cold. Uh, so I wanted a shoe that I could just like slip on and, you know, was easily washable. Nothing gross. I like that they're like plasticky and I can just put them in the sink and wash them off whenever I need to. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're actually really comfortable. I have some fur lined ones for when it gets cold. Sometimes I wear them during stream when my feet get cold because I'm nervous. You know, it's just they're just a nice all around shoe. Truly. So if you were to like, would you recommend wearing Crocs if you let's just say you were going on like a five mile walk? Just no. like hour and a half like is that just no. not worth it just like no absolutely it's, a, it's a lounge shoe you can wear them like okay. running errands i wear them like to the airport because they're really easy to take on and take off things yeah. like that but they're not like a walking shoe by any okay. means yeah i like i like running shoes anyway so yeah i love i have two pairs of shoes right now i got one i made a mistake i got these nikes that are just uh like they're running or they're they're like they look like athletic shoes but there's no laces that was a mm. fucking mistake because, I know which ones you're talking about, I think. Yeah, they look nice. They're all, they're like white and then they have like little black uh, things coming up, but they're just like slip ons kind of. And I'm like, I can't run in these or I'm going to fucking sprain my ankle. So now they're my walking mm -hmm. shoes. And then I have some really nice, like uh, tied up shoes that I can do like running and exercising in, which is nice. Do you like running? I like spur. Okay. I don't like to spur sprint like in the moment i but, like i know what you mean i like sprinting yes i think I'm a sprint, like if i sprint which by the way i'm completely out of shape when it comes to sprinting right now um but i really appreciate what it does for me and how it makes me feel at the end mm -hmm. and like just the, every fucking benefit like it's like a legit like strength workout for your whole body and uh that's what i appreciate about it and running so i used to run in college and i used to actually run like my first year of streaming i would just go really? on runs and it's just like damn i just it was so hard <laughs> to push myself yeah like you would hit the three mile mark and you're like all right i'm bored like this is yep. fucking boring yeah three i can yeah i can do like a 5k that's kind of yeah that, that's, that's pushing it that's all it would ever equate to like i had a little lap around my house it was about three miles and then it's like you get to that point you're like should I do another lap? Nah, fuck that. I'm bored. And I just yeah. go. And I'm like, this was, this just felt like a calorie burner, but it's not going to have much consequence throughout the rest of the day. Whereas sprinting, like you do like, you know, eight sprints or something in like a 20 minute period. And then you're just like burning calories for the rest of the day. You're just. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I like to like high effort for a few seconds and then get over it. Yeah. I also feel like when it comes to running, 
if I'm in really good shape and like feeling great, you know, my lungs are healthy, my body's feeling good. I feel like running is, you can really feel how good you feel when you're running. But on the flip side, if you're in like even slightly bad shape, like if like one of your hamstrings is like 5% too tight, I'm just so conscious of it when I'm running yes. and it just makes it so unenjoyable for me because I'm just way too aware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, it. one thing I noticed with running, um, senior year i was like really into running like i was playing lacrosse and then at the end of my lacrosse practice i would literally go on like a four mile run around my house and like around the neighborhood but i loved it because i was in decent shape like pretty probably like probably not the best shape i think the best shape of my life was like my first year of college but like in high school I felt like I had a lot of stamina and a lot of energy. And so I'd run and like running on a treadmill versus running outside is night and day. Like if you're on a mm -hmm. treadmill, I run for like five minutes. I'm like, I am so bored. I'm so bored. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. <laughs> but when you're running outside, you know, like cars are passing. So you can't look like lazy. You know, you <laughs> yeah. see a car pass, you're like, all right, I got to like show off, sort of like go hard, like keep going hard. And there's always cars. So you're like, it's exactly you just feel like you can't stop and that's a really yeah. good thing to have so yeah when i was my in my best running shape it's when i was living in new york city so like obviously i was just like passing hundreds thousands of people on the sidewalk yep. and i didn't want you anyone to think i was up. a loser yep. so you gotta keep it up yep <laughs> but that's good it's the best it's motivation cool. yeah, yeah it totally is also it was like so scenic and nice like yeah. i'd like run by the water and stuff it'd be really great yeah now, I, I would love to – you know what I really want to do? I want to get into swimming, but I just don't want to fucking go to a public pool. Like, mm, I, I think... love swimming. I used to be a competitive swimmer. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually just bought – my the gym that I go to now, they have a pool. I'm scared to go in it. I don't know why. I, I'm not scared of public pools by any means. I don't care. I'm just like – I, I, I'm just scared to like put on my speedo and my swim cap and like go with all the old ladies and like do my laps. But <laughs> I think I'll get over it soon enough. It just feels like a, a really big thing as opposed to just like walking in and lifting my weights and walking out. Yeah. You know? But swimming is great. It's like, it's so good for your joints. And oh yeah. You're sweating, but you're in the water. So yeah. like you, you can't tell how hard you're working out yeah. unless you're completely out of breath. We, there was, I grew up in Oregon and there was this lake that was just unnaturally warm. I mean, it's still a mm -hmm. cold lake, but it was, felt good to jump into. It was like refreshing. I was like, oh, it's not like ice. Yeah. And I was like, dude, if I could just live on a cabin, like live in a cabin next to this lake and just being able to just jump into the lake in the early morning and just have it be somewhat, a little bit of a hint of warmness and just go on a little swim. Like that would just be so good for me just mentally mm -hmm. just everything about that being able to jump into a lake it's not a fucking pool it's not a public pool you don't have to deal with anybody else you just do your own mm -hmm. thing and it's wide open oh i love lakes i unironically think i'm gonna be one of those people that later on in life i have one of those lake house that's like all decked out and like lake life like i live by the lake like <laughs> don't talk to me i'm at the lake <laughs> decor like i love lakes so much yeah. i used to work at this uh i worked at this resort in maine for two summers that was right on this huge lake and oh my god it was just the best thing in the yeah. world i love it i, so I would nice. also really love to live next to a beach but beaches, mm -hmm. any nice beach is extremely populated. It's just like you, you can't yes just be there no. by your own. Or can so you? So I've I, – well, yeah, you can, honestly. Okay. I've lived, I've lived like, at the beach my whole life pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, like, while there is always going to be, like, you know, the public beaches that are super – 
um, crowded and, you know, big parking lot and all that stuff. I feel like every place that I've lived that's had a big beach, you have to like be in the know, but there's usually like smaller beach accesses or like you go behind a hotel, you know, you find your way to find a beach that's pretty secluded. Mm. I don't, I, it's easier than you think once you've like lived there a while and yeah. you know, the ins and outs, you know? Yeah. Like Oregon coasts were just so fucking cold and there's always oh, like yeah. just gross seaweed and dead mm-hmm. stuff on the shoreline like god damn it this is disgusting but then like i went to miami last year oh my god the beach was just like i was just thinking oh if i could just wake up at 7 a.m and just walk out to the beach we we literally were on the beach and we just walk out there and it's empty in the morning and just being able to like Mm -hmm. jump into the ocean like oh my god that would be so freeing and just nice thanks for reminding me i probably should go to the beach soon Beaches are amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm only like 15 minutes from the beach, but it's just like the whole act of like, I don't know when I, it's like, if I go to the beach on the day that I stream, I feel like I'll be too tired from the sun yeah. and I got to get back and wash my hair. And like, it's just a whole thing. And I'm not an early riser. So I'd have to be late. Like, it's just kind of a thing, but yeah, you're totally right. Living on the beach is just like, whew. that's a different story. completely. Yeah. yeah. You probably get sick of it at that point. Mm. Potentially. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it would, like, lose its novelty after a while, but I don't think anybody would ever get sick of, like, forcing yourself to be in the fresh air. That's and true. The... Yeah. <laughs> Nature will never really get old. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. Uh, you know <laughs> what? Um, I have not seen the stars. I mean, like, a full night sky of stars in years. Mm. And um, so I, we, we wanted to plan a little camping trip this may but i'm i've made a goal to stream every day so uh but june <laughs> june i think my brothers and i are gonna like just go out and camp camp That's imagine that saying awesome. that fucking word i haven't camped in so long but i, I love camping me too i just haven't done so it in great. so long and i'm like i want to just lay among the stars because i remember camp outs as a kid and just looking up in the sky and like damn damn there's a lot of those and then when you start to learn constellations and you're like, ooh, that's the Big Dipper. No, that's yeah. the Big Dipper. No, that's the Big Dipper. And then finally you figure it out. It yeah, just it, a good time. It just makes you seem so small. You know, you're just like yeah. this small little animal on this little We're planet. All just little specks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy yeah. to like see a picture of the Earth to realize there's like 8 billion people and yet you look at the Earth and you're like, you would just think nothing's on it. Like just there's no people. I know. Sometimes I'm having a really bad day and I'm like, I'm just a speck. I'm just a speck. I'm just a speck. Like, it's fine. It's not that deep. (laughs) All right. Nick, as his final question asks, are you high right now? I'm not high right now. I I don't really smoke very often. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I guess now I was going to bring up something more fun. Uh, Megan (laughs) asks, can I meow for you in a Discord call? I'll pay top dollar for the privilege. Damn, you would get paid to get a meow. That's intense. I've never wanted anything more. Yes, of course, Megan. Literally literally anytime. Uh, You can call me any hour of the day. I will answer. I'll put you in the favorites, all right? I will never, never miss a call from you. All right. I would do it for free, too. (laughs) Oh, God. Mick Homie says colon g is that the gorilla emote i know mm-hmm. in the game it is try yeah in in game we always so i'm in his clan homies and we always do instead of gm colon gm oh hell yeah like gorilla colon m. g, colon g space, space m, m. yeah go. gorilla m yeah gm that's badass <laughs> um any variety 
projects planned for the foreseeable future. How did you come up with the name Zoe Pancakes? And favorite and least favorite things about the OSRS Twitch culture? Mm. Good question. Um, variety projects. Um, so Mick has been playing variety games with a bunch of streamers, and they're super fun. In terms of variety games, I don't have much planned. I did like a Minecraft server for a little bit. That was really fun. Um, but I think it kind of goes back to the YouTube thing. I really want to do a bunch of cosplays that I'm in the process of planning out. Um, and then I have some ideas for YouTube series that I think what I want to do is try them out on YouTube first because they're more like commentary style things and just kind of get comfortable with the format. And then if people like them and they want to see it, then I'll happily do them live on stream. But the reason that I wouldn't want to is just because I, I cannot stop myself from like just reading every message in my chat sometimes. And for a YouTube video, I would really like more like straightforward commentary where I'm not interrupting myself. Um, and that's just going to be hard for me at first so i just want to try it out in the youtube format first and then i'll bring it to stream if it works out so mm -hmm. yes but we'll see <laughs> um as far as the name zoe pancakes I, I actually get this question a lot more than you might think because i don't like pancakes that's not where it came from flapjacks um, as fat, cla yeah. fat clouds gotcha. zoe <laughs> flapjacks yeah i like that name that's a good nickname. <laughs> Chloe Flapjacks is my alter ego. And whenever Chloe I'm being a bitch, Tasty's like, uh-oh, Chloe's coming out. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the name Zoe Pancakes came because I um, I used to play The Sims a lot as a kid. And there is a character in The Sims called Eliza Pancakes and the Pancake family. And Eliza's like this girl. She's like mid-20s. She has glasses. She's like intelligent and like flirty, but also like hot-tempered. And I just like, when I was a kid, I was just like, I'm Eliza. Like, that's so me. Like, that's yeah. just, <clears throat> I identify with this character. So it's it's one of those usernames that I've just like had. I think maybe I had it as like one of my gamer tags or something when I was younger. You know how you just have like maybe like a, a couple of usernames from your youth that just yeah. like sit in your back pocket? Absolutely. And then when I started on Twitch, I was like, fuck, like, what uh, what am I going to be named? Like, I have no idea. I really do like when people call me by my first name because it just, I don't know. I think it makes it more personable in that way. And I i personally like it. Um, so I wanted to incorporate that somehow. And then I couldn't just get like the clean name Zoe in any way. So I was like, you know what? I have Zoe Pancakes. Like, I think it's like, I think it's cute. Like, it's like from The Sims. Like, I think, I don't know. I was like, I just feel like it like checks all the boxes and what I like in a name. I don't know if I like it anymore, but we we've stuck with it for so long and the branding is so easy because of the pancakes so yeah I, yeah we'll see unless i can get the name zoe it'll stick around i was gonna say why didn't why didn't you change it to like x Dude. zoe elite x or oh something like God. that's what it should have been you're right actually maybe it's not too late i'll change it now <laughs> i remember Dude, when megan speaking name... speaking of megan just in the past thing or when her name was yogi xx yeah just like the x's man it's just such a iconic Really early is. 2000s username just the x's and it's like x i wonder if it's different for british x's. people though yeah because for british people oh, the true. x's are kisses so maybe it was like yogi kiss kiss that's true that's true because i know yogi is her old dog's name so i know it's like a yogi yeah name. yeah and i don't think yogi's name in particular like megan's name in particular <laughs> was the x's because it would have been xx yogi yeah. xx you always got to have the prior of course but yeah, yeah guardian destroyer xx yeah were you around on MySpace for that time? I made a MySpace. My brother was more into it. I feel like it was more of a... I think MySpace kind of ended at like year 1993, babies. 
that was like the last kind of generation that really had it that's my mm-hmm. opinion who fucking knows that was me growing up in oregon but i feel like 95 babies were an up eh, 95 to like 99 were the facebook babies that all like really jumped on facebook pretty early and yeah that's true yeah, I was on MySpace, but I was a little bit too young for it. But I also mm-hmm. was like, I was like on the internet from such a young age that okay. I like, you know, I was one of those people. Yeah. So I was, still, I still got to be a little bit of a scene kid, even though I was in like sixth, seventh grade, but I got to live out my fantasies. Dude, I miss, Good times. I miss Facebook where like you go to middle school ever. Like I remember coming home, going on the family computer Going on, logging on to Facebook, seeing all my friends and getting suggested. Do you remember when you, whenever you added a friend, you had to type in a fucking, like, make sure you're not a robot thing? Every single friend request, you would have to type out a fucking six-digit code, some random bullshit, just to prove that you're not a robot. Every single Yeah, request. I remember them being a lot on Facebook. I just don't remember specifically what they were for. But, yeah, they really, really made you prove that you were a person. Oh, yeah. But it Which was, is hilarious because I feel like now it's like all fucking hacked accounts and bots and all this stuff. Spam everywhere. I don't even know what's on Facebook anymore. I'm I'm not touching that thing with the ten foot pole. I know like uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter, and I think one of the things he wanted to do was make a thing where you just pay a small fee to be on the platform, like ten dollars, and it gives you like a new check mark that prevents bots and spam and fake accounts from like messaging you or anything. So you would just say. I only want to receive anything from people with these check marks. So people won't multiply these fucking bots that don't have this check mark. And so it just completely almost prevents bots and spam and shit, which I think is a fucking brilliant idea. That's not a bad idea, yeah. I don't know, the Twitter bots are so interesting. I um <clears throat> have you ever heard of the podcast called Reply All? No. It's probably like one of my favorite podcasts. It's a it's a sort of tech podcast, but it's just like it, I think they call it just a podcast about the internet. But they have this series that's called um, Super Tech Support, where basically like somebody will call in with something weird that happened to them on the internet, and they will go try to figure it out. And one of the episodes, kind of recently, was about this like weird. Uh, somebody was making some comments about some political thing, and then they just instantly got like bot spam by like thousands thousands and thousands of accounts so the two people that run the podcast like went and figured out who was behind the bots like how like where did they come from like why are they doing this like who what kind of people are like the faces behind all these accounts and it's super interesting i find it it, i'm i'm kind of intrigued by that stuff so i kind of want to get bot spammed at some point just to (laughs) maybe do my own super tech support and figure it out just kidding please if if you're a bot and you're listening i didn't uh, no never mind (laughs) it was a joke Oh, God. <laughs> Twitter's a weird place, though. Oh, it is. All right. Favorite and least favorite things about the OSRS Twitch culture? Mm. My favorite thing about the OSRS Twitch culture, and I think the thing that would make it hardest to ever leave, is, like, just the mature... I mean, okay, you might laugh when I say this, but the general maturity of the community and the uh there's like really a familial aspect i feel like everybody knows each other everybody is older like i don't i I, i'm so glad that i'm not my my target audience is not children because for the vast majority of people on twitch it is and i would fucking hate to talk to kids all day and try to pander to kids all day what a nightmare that would be jesus christ yeah i could not imagine dealing with that um yeah i just i mean the sense of community is just really unparalleled i feel like there are very other there are very few other communities on twitch that are quite like runescape 
And we're very lucky for that. And I know that it's kind of the curse of the category too, that sometimes you can't leave it because those people as generous and nice and wonderful as they are, they don't really want to watch anything else. So I guess in the same vein, my least favorite thing about the Twitch culture on in old school is I feel like, uh, I think a lot of people are unaccepting of change oh, and yeah as open as they say they might be to like new ideas or streaming different things or doing something that's sort of out of the box. The second you actually do it, it seems like the support kind of goes away. And I know that it's like, you know, a pipe dream for anybody to be completely on board with like every idea that you have. But I think just in general, the community could be a little bit more like empathetic and more open to change. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know okay there's what a what do you think what's your least favorite thing i'm curious uh about twitch osrs one. culture hmm i honestly i think this is just it's not even specifically this community or anything i think i've brought this up is just like the beating a dead horse and it's generally with like people that made a mistake in their past and yeah osr as people and it's it again this is every fucking community on earth like you have these examples of people that fucked up and then it's just the meme for the end of time yeah you can never <laughs> that's move really on true it. like i just think of emily with the cancer yeah. thing I don't even fucking know if she did that. I'm just taking people's word for it. I was not there. I don't fucking know mm -hmm. anything about it. And I just immediately, as soon as I started streaming on Twitch, that was a thing that was always brought up, like the Emily cancer thing. And so I just jumped on the bandwagon blindly. Like, yeah, like, Emily, we all hate her. Let's let's join in on this. Like, I don't even know anything that happened with that. I just went along with it. And then the more I realized it over the years, I'm like, why the fuck am I being like this? Like, why am I just blindly accepting just basically hating on a person that fucked up years ago? We're talking like, I don't even know, seven years ago at this point or longer. I don't even know the full situation and we just all jump on it. And then that kind of shit bothers me because I just feel bad for the people behind it because they're just these people that are imperfect people like everyone and they just are endlessly like that horse is beaten day mm -hmm. after day for years on fucking end and it's just like damn yeah i mean honestly like i'm not a fan of emily personally just because you can make all the mistakes you want in the world but if you're not gonna at least at least either own up to them or just acknowledge that you need to do more to remedy what has happened than yep. what you're doing. And then if somebody tells you that you need to put a little bit more work into it and then you get defensive, I just feel like that's not really a good way to go about things. But I think the issue really lies in that the OSRS community, uh, I think that, I think that there's a really fine line between jokes that are funny and jokes that are mean. And a lot of people are just straight up bullies and think it's funny. Whereas, I'm you know me like I'll make an edgy joke like I, yeah. I I don't care I try not to hurt anybody's feelings directly um I try to avoid that as much as possible and I think that's really hard when it comes to humor to like walk that line oh yeah. um no and I think that people are bad at it and that's totally fine but I, it just seems like a lot of people have bad intentions when they um 
when they just beat that dead horse for sure. As opposed to like, you know, I think it's one thing to like make a joke for content, whatever, like MLW yes. check. Like that's not hurting anybody. But if you're like going to go like target her and like fucking like, don't like, don't do that. Like yeah. be a normal fucking person. Even if somebody makes a mistake, even if you don't like them, like yeah. just treat people with respect. It's fine. See, and, <laughs> and I think I've brought this up multiple times. I almost feel as though I'm overcompensating because I really do appreciate comedic value in making fun of something or somebody. Mm-hmm. But there are people that live on the internet and I'm saying like they do not go outside ever and their minds are fucking warped to the Absolutely. point where like they will just ruthlessly harass and bully and shit and people take things to the next level. I'm like, what was the, po-? we were having a fun time joking around, <laughs> making fun of somebody that should be the end of it. A few days pass. It's back to normal. But no, it's like we need to fucking keep going on this and people are just obsessed with – I'm like, damn. And then I feel as though I'm overcompensating because, you know, I've been on the receiving end of – not the receiving end of that. But, like, I will get, like, a message from somebody that's really having a bad time with, you know, getting bullied. And, you know, everyone's idea of bullying is a little different. If somebody makes fun of you, that's – you know, sometimes it's warranted and stuff. But, like, I – I feel as though I'm overcompensating with a lot of this thing because, like, nobody else seems to – I don't know. I feel like it's taken out of proportion every fucking time. So I need to somewhat take a stand somewhat and just say I think it's inappropriate for the – a lot of the time those things get way out of hand and become inappropriate. So, But it also puts you in a hard position where you're like – I. I would love to joke about this too if we all could just be yeah, adults for like exactly. Like, if you all could actually be funny and like actually make like a good joke as opposed to the joke just being like, haha, you're so stupid. I'm, I, I want to come to your house and kill you. Like, that's not a joke. Like, I know. that's not funny. <laughs> I want, like, I desperately yeah. want to just have fun. Something's funny, fucking laugh at and but it doesn't end there. And so now yeah. I almost feel bad for even jumping on anything now which is fucking awful it's like buzzkill it's just like damn it i want to there's something really funny but i don't want to now be a part of this that now extends for weeks and weeks and weeks and we just like never move past this it really is the epitome of like this is why we can't have nice things i know that's exactly what it is it really just gonna just a few people just ruin it for everybody and then all of a sudden the joke is like too sensitive and it's just yeah okay I know. And I uh, sometimes have to like take a step back and I'm like, I don't want to be the party pooper, but I just like this shit gets taken too far every fucking yeah. time, it feels like. Somebody has to, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Thomas asks again, a lot of these things we've already covered, so feel free to just I'll just read each one though. Best and worst parts about streaming. Do you prefer roaring or barking? Why? Favorite best content in RS. After dropping Zook and beating the living shit out of Reed, beat me to a pulp next. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ultimate RS goal, PVM god, owning an infernal magscape, owning a great iron, hardcore Iron Man, etc. Yeah, I, I can't even remember if we like touched on all these yet. I'll just like quickly go over it if we yeah, haven't. Yeah, um, best and worst parts of streaming. Best part is definitely like my community and just I'm a pretty lonely person honestly and I'm I'm pretty introverted and like having time to socialize that I have designated to be the time to socialize 
is just perfect. And I feel like people really care sometimes, which is really, really great and more than I could ever ask for. And yeah, like I said before, like it, it's nice to feel like you've made a little bit of a difference in somebody's day, yeah. even if it's just keeping them company or whatever. And then the worst part is just feeling like you can't do that. Like, I think that's part of the reason I want to like do a lot of YouTube stuff too, is because sometimes I just feel like I'm not, I'm not fit for streaming. Like I'm not, not in general, but you know, like it's just, I'm not in a good mood. It's not a good day. I don't feel like socializing. I know I'm going to be short with people. I know I'm going to be snippy. I know I'm going to like be banning people left and right if they get on my nerves and days like that. It's like, if you only stream and you don't even have that, it's like, you feel like you have nothing, you know, if I don't have my personality, then like, what do I have? If mm -hmm. I, you know, if I can't click the game well and I, and I'm in a bad mood, what do I have? Like I, I offer nothing. So it's just that feeling of being like, if you're not live, then you have nothing going for you, I guess. It's yeah. just I didn't like disappointing people. Um, we talked before, I prefer barking. We explained that. Yeah. We went over that. Um, Best content in RuneScape, I really, really, really like Inferno. And I really do see myself doing a lot of it after I get the first cape. That's um, cool. I've been I've been enjoying the fuck out of it. Obviously, it's like you so know, much the, better. The deaths get frustrating, though. but yeah, actually, yeah. And but like seeing like like I remember like watching Ali do like the no pillar inferno. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like I would love to do something like that someday. And like I mentioned before, like my my content has always and will always revolve around getting better at the game in whatever way. So I mean, hopefully one day I'll be like you know fucking soloing top, no pillar infernoing. Like that's that's the goal eventually. And that's cool. I hope we get there. <laughs> um, yes, I'll beat you to a pulp. No worries, Thomas. Got you anytime. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the ultimate RuneScape goal, I don't really know yet. I, I think that I'm going to keep playing my main while I'm playing my iron and I'll probably like slowly work on maxing while I'm doing the boring stuff on the iron, like the Slayer grind and all that stuff. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'd love to have like two really fucking sick accounts. Like I, I do want like a maxed Infernal Cape main. Um, and I do really like collection log stuff and I'd love to go for like a bunch of collection slots at some point, but I also would like to have a super juiced out iron so i got i got a lot of goals it's cool i'll just see what feels the best <laughs> okay i literally love this next topic my heels hurt says someone who watches twitch but hasn't heard of you asks for you to describe your channel in three emotes what mm. em what emotes do you choose Oh, fuck, that's hard. Escape, escape, escape. No, I'm kidding. No, it's not escape. <laughs> God damn it. Poggies, poggies, poggies. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, I think why people happy. I, I feel like I have a why people happy stream. I'll say that. Um, I think I also have uh, Scoots. You know Scoots? Oh, yeah. And I, there's, Scoot. there's one yeah. guy, Salmon Sounds, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he is obsessed with that emote and he spams it every time in my stream and I fucking love it. It's adorable. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's, he's big in my stream and I feel like I see him use my emotes on Twitch all the time. It's yeah. so nice to see somebody like use your emotes I know, on the it's chat flattering. they don't even know you're in. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I'll also go with, uh, I'll go with Monka S. I feel like I do a lot of Monka content yeah. especially in inferno recently i'll just like do something and we'll be like that was a monka moment now wasn't it so i get out of my comfort zone do some scary things so mine I'll is go with those three mine are definitely pug please i would say is first damon dj um i can't quite no? say damon dj i i almost maybe save a dj you know i got my own little dj mode but i wouldn't even say that i'd say pug please is what i'm always forcing people to type I'd also say Sebe H is a massive one. I love Sebe H. Such Every, a good email. Everyone Sebe H's. And then uh, 
I, like I I want to say wide people happy because I have a a command where people redeem wide people happy, but like I oh. can't say if it's like a I don't know. I don't know what the thought I know it's is. so hard. It's like what do you want people to type and like what do you think your stream actually is from yeah. like an outside perspective? That's a hard question. Oh, uh, it would probably be Sebe DJ if I just had to like yeah. I just associate your stream with trans. Yeah. Like that just yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's different. What you associate with whatever you associate it with. Yeah. Also, I should let you know that Sebe Meow is my favorite emote on Twitch. Period. There is no <laughs> nothing that tops it. I just love that it's literally like a Sag emote. It, it literally just replaces Sag if you want it to. Yeah. But it's also like the little Meow guy. I don't it's know. It's Sad, right? Yeah. Is that what it's? Yeah. Yeah. it's so good i just feel like it just like especially because i'm always talking to uncle and uncle's always talking about cat girls like it's just it's just applicable <laughs> in every situation i love saving knowing i love it <laughs> such a good emote that's a good question though yeah i love it um all right hanny asks not specific questions but i'd love to know about your diet gym routine in a non-invasive way <laughs> Well, this is kind of a loaded question. So I feel like I should like start at the beginning, I guess. Um, so I like grew up in dance for a while. And when you grow up in dance, like you, when especially when you grow up in ballet, there's always going to be a lot of comments on your body and a lot of comments on your appearance. And, you know, you have to look a certain way to do the thing. So I always thought growing up that like I had to be skinny if I wanted to do, you know, musical theater or like any sort of performing as a career. So mm -hmm. like that was kind of a really big thing for me growing up. So senior year of high school, I started going to the gym a lot and I got really into powerlifting and I really enjoyed that. Like the actual like exercise aspect was really, really cool. I, I really do like lifting heavy things and I got like super strong and that's when like I really started liking the gym and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I also was like really obsessed with what I was eating and it got to the point where I would count like every single calorie to the point where if I didn't know the nutritional facts for something, I wouldn't eat it. And there was another point where I had this app that is really, really horrible, but it's this app where basically it's like, it's kind of like Twitter, but you have to, or like Instagram, I guess. And you're supposed to take a picture of your food every time before you eat and post it and like share it to your friends. So you're not supposed to eat anything without posting a picture of it first. Interesting. So I could only like, it just makes you like aware of when you're like snacking and stuff, I mm -hmm. guess. But I was, I weighed like 120 pounds at the time. Like I had, I had no need for this, but I just wanted to be skinnier. Um, so yeah, I got, it's called orthorexia when you just become like really obsessed with every calorie and just, there was a there was just a point in my life where I, my mind was like completely run by food. Like all I would think of is like, like how long can I go without eating? Like what like what you know? Yeah. When's my next cheat day? Like when am I gonna do this? When am I gonna do that? And it got to the point where it just it really like I was already depressed, but it made my depression so much worse because I was just obsessed with it. Like the only thing I would think about was food and working out and how many times a day can I work out like oh like I have a day off on Saturday maybe I can go to the gym for four hours like I just got really obsessed so that's really not healthy but Is, isn't that weird though that like that it's almost like a gray line where because I sort of dealt with that in senior year I never had it extreme I think girls generally have it more extreme than men right. could have it on a wide spectrum I think just women deal with it more but like I also was dealing with that. Like I was starting to, I, I remember downloading my fitness pal and just like 
I wanted to be in great shape. And part of that mm -hmm. was like eating really good. And I wouldn't ever eat sugar and stuff. Like my senior year was like a totally different me. And I started getting obsessed with it. And I mm -hmm. realized how quickly this obsession can just become everything. It takes over your everything. brain completely. It's and crazy. it's quick. It's just like, as it's soon as you so start doing fast. it, you start seeing it. It's like, how am I going to get out of this? Because it's like, yeah, this is just life now. The second that food just turns into calories in your brain, it's like, it's all over. It's yep. like that. It just feels like it's, you're never going to get out of it. And I would argue that it is just as bad for men, honestly. Like, I think the obsession is just as bad. But I think that the difference is that for women, it's like, you know, generally in the media, like women are supposed to be thinner. So the focus on, is more on eating as little as possible. Whereas for men, it's like on building as much muscle as possible. Yeah. So like as much as you can be obsessed with it, it is like a more sustainable way because you just have to like, like a, 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 an ideal men's calorie goal is much higher than an ideal woman's calorie yes. goal. So like, you're not like stopping your like major bodily functions by getting obsessed with it. Usually. I mean, obviously there's like, like anorexic yeah. men, like I'm not saying that there isn't, I'm just saying generally like the, the goal isn't to lose as much weight as possible where it is yeah. for women, which is just like, you know, just starving yourself. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I have a, I have a little sister and I feel like almost just it, it's almost like inevitable for girls growing up to experience this just because of the internet and social media yeah. and shit because like my sister as well like just felt the need to just eat very little for like a year in high school she just felt like really like sensitive about the way she looked and stuff and it's just like damn this yeah, shit's it's bad really because you don't yeah like <laughs> you don't understand because like my sister was i hope she i don't think she minds me saying this but just I don't like, know her. It's okay. Yeah, like she she <laughs> was she wanted to become like a vegetarian and stuff because she knew like it like, always starts with a vegetarian. Yep. Oh my god! Wait, I saw a TikTok the other day that was this girl being like, "Oh, my twelve year old sister just said she wanted to become a vegetarian." Like I know how this story goes. Yeah. It always starts with vegetarian. Yeah, it's so and funny. So of course, her vegetarian diet was equated to her starving herself, and then when she would get cravings, it was Oreos and Cheetos and random carb related just diet and so like her hair started to thin and started looking yeah. like it didn't look vibrant it just looked gray like this like she just lacked so many nutrients and um my mom just forced her to not be vegetarian anymore and i remember yeah. they literally just went to this like chicken sand i don't even know what the place was but she got like a chicken sandwich like you are eating this right now like you need this and then she was like okay and she's just crying eating this chicken sandwich and she's like okay i'm not vegetarian and uh yeah but it's scary especially when you're young and also i have this i i had a somewhat of a dream of becoming a nutritionist when i was in high school because i took a nutrition class in high school and i was like why the mm -hmm. fuck isn't this taught why isn't this like in the basic uh right whatever the yeah word i'm thinking of is like why isn't this just taught it was the most valuable information i ever learned in high school in schooling in general because it uh, just directly applies to your life forever mm -hmm. learning about food and learning about fats carbs proteins look at just seeing stuff and knowing how to read a nutrition label like you are not taught that yeah. Unless you take the elective class and it's like, yeah. damn. 
So. Yeah, I guess in a way, like I'm, I'm kind of grateful that I became so obsessed with it for a little while because maybe, maybe it had to happen. You know, like Ooh. I know so much about nutrition now, and I'm really, really happy that I'm on the other side of it now. And I just eat, I eat whatever I want. I haven't thought about calories in a really long time. Like they're, they're the only thing I've ever thought is like, like this morning I was like, oh, like I, you know, we're gonna be talking for a while, and then I have something to do after. Like I should eat like a pretty big breakfast, and like I should eat like fat and protein before we talk, so I'm not yes. like a zombie. You know, it's like I see it like that now, whereas it used to be like just so obsessed with it but yeah now i can like look and be like okay like i haven't had enough protein today like maybe i'll have like an extra piece of chicken for dinner or like you know i haven't i haven't you know had enough veggies today like i'll I'll make some extra broccoli like it's just i've i did it for so long that i know what the macronutrients like kind of generally look like in my head that i have like a a basic idea but it's like if you don't have that if you don't have that information from school or from something it's like the only way you can learn is the hard way there's no easy way to learn it like nobody's gonna like go google like oh like what macronutrients should i eat and then they're like oh great yeah like i'll have 100 grams of protein today and then not count it like there's no way to do it other than to be completely obsessed yeah or you know learn in an unhealthy way you're totally right i mean that nutrition (laughs) yeah that nutrition class led me into being really obsessed with counting calories and doing all this now i'm way more relaxed now and i actually just appreciate especially recently because i'm just finally starting to realize i'm not young forever and i'm getting older i need to take care of my body mm-hmm. but um yeah now it's just like fuel like what do i want to put in my body that'll make me feel good instead of it mm-hmm. all being calorie based just like let me eat a normal amount of food and i know what that looks like where i'm not overeating and i know how it feels when i start feeling like i'm overeating and uh yeah just eating things that are nutritious and will make mm-hmm. me feel good for my stream and for you know after my stream and stuff and exactly yeah it's more about it's, feeling uh, it's now. like it's brain food now exactly. it's like i really need that yeah uh, but and, um, and just no, one last ahead. thing is just not eating before bed that was a huge that is a terrible habit that i've just built up for so many years it's just like oh, eating. i eat before bed i can't do it anymore and well, I can do it, but I choose not to now because I'm like, dude, every fucking morning I wake up and it's just like, I feel groggy if I ate an hour before bed. I genuinely mm, do sense. feel groggy. And so I need to stop doing that. I've tried a bunch of different ways. I actually think I like eating right before bed. I try to eat like a carb right before bed. Mm. Um, I just feel like I sleep better. I have a lot of sleep issues and okay. eating carbs before bed has just helped me. There, There's like some study, like if you eat like a complex carb before bed, something, something, I don't know apparently it's good for you so something like oatmeal or something is good before bed but yeah i don't know i'm not a nutritionist don't listen to me it's just no i mean bread. and everyone's <laughs> different too so like, yeah exactly you just find what makes you feel the best at the right. end of the day like it's just the time of your eating is not going to be the be all end all <laughs> yeah. so this was a question i i am scared to mention this because i feel like it's going to go on for weeks if i keep uh Keep addressing it, but Zulu wants to know: Do do you scroll with your index or middle finger? I'm a I'm a middle finger scroller. You're the first I think, person. I know. I think I'm in the minority, but I you just are. think it makes the most sense. <laughs> it does make I'm the sorry. most sense, but it also makes sense for you to drive with your right foot and brake with your left foot. Or wait, uh, the opposite. I don't think that's <laughs> true because I don't think it's in. Well, okay. Well, I know what you meant, but I don't think it's intuitive for your feet to be that close together and also on the, on already on the way. So if I'm, especially in a game like RuneScape where there might be a situation, let's say I have to like zoom out and like cast barrage on a nibblers, I can I can zoom with my, with my middle finger, right click with my 
uh, ring finger and click on the monster with my pointer finger. See, that's, and then I don't have to move my hand at all. That is the problem. As soon as your ring finger is on the mouse, that is a problem for me. I, that you is, think so? That is fucking unnatural. I'm trying to do it right now. It just doesn't feel well, right. I also have really small hands. And if I if I have my ring, my ring finger actually cannot get off of the mouse. Like if I I'm like spreading my fingers right now, and my ring finger is still like on like it's still on the right mouse okay, button. I see. So maybe I just need like a tiny mouse to feel normal. But yeah, do my, not my have finger, a tiny have tiny mice. <laughs> fuck your wrist up. At really? least they do for me. It's just, what kind of mouse do you use? I use a Razer Mamba Elite, and I am obsessed oh, I like with those. them. I like those a lot. I love them. I just got the glorious model though, and I really, really, really like it. I was I was kind of tempted on getting that one because I heard it was I have like super sweaty hands. Oh yeah, and it has the honeycombs in it, so yeah. it's really really nice. <laughs> is it, it? It looks extremely light too. It's so light, and the clicking sound is just. If you're like a if you're somebody who likes like I have like brown switches on my keyboard, and I like the like that really crisp clicking sound. Clicky, I think clicky, it's really click, good. Clack. Yeah. It's not loud. It's just here. Wait, can you hear this? Oh yeah, that is satisfying. Just yeah, it's nice. But it's, it's like, nice. yeah, gentle still. <laughs> it's just like the perfect, yeah, the perfect yeah. music to my ears. Okay, so Hugh Jass asks, does she like pancakes? And then Eviescape asks, why do you hate pancakes so much? <laughs> and then Hemsky says, do you like pancakes? What's the best in slot filling for pancakes? And why do you hate waffles? Jesus Christ. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, that's um. Okay, so I, I like pancakes, but I don't, like, love pancakes. I just always say I hate them because I do prefer waffles. As I said before, my name has nothing to do with the actual food. It just has to do with The Sims. Um, I've never really been uh, – okay, so this maybe have maybe started during my, like, weird, like, fitness-obsessed phase. But there is something that I found that I still think is true that I, I do use to this day um, – apparently if you have a sweet breakfast you're more likely to have sweet cravings throughout the day whereas if you have a savory breakfast you are less likely to crave sweets um and i used to have like a huge sweet tooth to the point where it was just like really fucking annoying like i would end every single meal and be like oh i need a little dessert now like i cannot end yep. my meal without a little treat and it's just <laughs> it gets annoying and like if yeah. i don't have the right treat then i'm just like craving something that i don't have it's like it pisses me off like i, I don't i don't want to be somebody who craves sweets forever it's like it's really a burden <laughs> so i've I'm been i I don't really eat sweet breakfast unless like maybe if I go out for breakfast, I'll get like something savory and then like me and a friend will like share a short stack or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I just find like a few more than a few bites of pancakes or anything like that. Just like completely nauseating. Like, it's oh, just, yeah. Though, and as a kid, it was amazing. That. I mean, if I had oh, waffles yeah. or pancakes or I mean, generally, I like waffles more than pancakes. But it's like, damn, yeah. if I had waffles for breakfast, I'm chilling. I obviously have insane cravings, but now as an adult, holy shit, that is just like destroys my entire day. If I right, eat. yeah, you feel nauseous after. I have yeah, no like, energy. Okay, I'm time to fucking take a nap at nine a.m. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'll do pancakes as like a sweet side accompaniment to a larger breakfast, but I won't have pancakes as like a, a standalone meal. If I want something sweet, it's now like yogurt, berries, and nuts, or like. Oh, you're really good. Yeah, it's like something. By the way, that's literally what I had for breakfast today. Listen, oh my god, it's so fucking good. It's this um, that vanilla Greek yogurt. I can't even remember the brand. The Chobani. Now. Yes, Chobani. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's Chobani. Mm -hmm. It's those little cups of it, the four pack, and I pull one out, put it into a bowl, chia seeds, 
cinnamon, mm. pistachios, raspberries. Oh, and then oh, that and, sounds so good. I, I mentioned the cinnamon part, just a little bit of cinnamon. Oh my yeah. god! I used to do something really similar, but with local. Like I think I would do um, blueberries and um, a little bit of granola and hemp seeds, and then local orange blossom honey. Honey, so good. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I had love a, a little yogurt parfait. Yeah, they're just like it's just good and and it if you, it's good if you have that sweet tooth if you don't have it i try to avoid it because i'm like i still feel like i'm gonna get some cravings maybe yeah but when it hits thing. it hits yeah mm-hmm. by the I've way been breakfast tacos for like the last few years pretty religiously and i, I can't really stop Oh yeah breakfast tacos are fucking good i literally just make eggs and put it on a tortilla with salsa and like that's that's it that's all i need cheese too mm-hmm yeah i like uh the sweet potatoes like bait i've been waking up really early lately not past couple days but the week like a couple weeks before that i was waking up at like 3 a.m and i just go <laughs> immediately just immediately preheat the oven and then i would just roast a bunch of sweet potatoes and they just get so yeah. crispy and so soft in the middle and then i'd make some eggs and I'd just have sweet potatoes eggs and then oh like, that's so good yeah some little like veggies or something i oh Yum. I used to make a sweet potato hash that was kind of similar and I would do a, oh. I would just do it in like this big pot and just fry up some bacon and onions and a bunch of oh. tiny little sweet potatoes and then put some eggs over it with hot sauce. <clears throat> See, <clears throat> I can't buy bacon anymore. I think bacon just negatively affects my body. Maybe it's just because <laughs> I fair. overdo it, but I fucking yeah, lo- like I love bacon. I love it too. I love it, but I have to just avoid it now because it just makes me feel greasy. Like, yeah, you can also what... try maybe buying like a pack of like prosciutto or something so that, it, that you don't have to worry about it going bad. Prosciutto is like a, a different type of ham. It's like a really fatty mm. ham. Mm. Um, and it's used in like a lot of like pasta dishes and stuff that would kind of like, you know, they're kind of interchangeable mm-hmm. in, in a lot of dishes. So, I mean, but that, that you can buy that one as like a deli meat. So it might last you longer and you could only, you could like go to the deli and get like a quarter pound or something. Yeah. So you don't have to overdo it. I don't know. I like just a thought. I like couscous. But I like. I love couscous. But I like Israeli couscous, the pearl. I was kind. just about to say Israeli couscous. Yes. Oh my god! So I used to be a prep cook at that resort that I was telling you about, and we had this salad that we would serve. It was a salmon salad with like the freshest salmon you've ever had. Israeli couscous, <sighs> um, this like really really fresh spinach. It had cranberries in it, and it had this like oh beautiful like lemony dressing. Oh my god! It, I dream about that salad like literally every oh single day. I fucking god. love pearl couscous. <laughs> I'm passionate about pearl couscous. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so fucking good. (laughs) Okay, so I want to get – I've tried with basic – I'm literally zesting my lemon with a fucking knife, but I I need to get a zester because I have finally discovered how amazing lemon zest is on, like, salmon or just chicken or, like Mm -hmm. – and then putting it on a bed of couscous with some, Mm -hmm. like – with some uh, roasted zucchini. Oh, my God. Yep, yep, you get it. Yeah, get a zester. Go on Amazon. They're like a dollar. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm still like dumb. I still think like, I'm starting to finally understand like, I can just make delicious meals and like fancy delicious meals. And I just always thought that like, I just wasn't capable. No, the like, hardest part is just figuring out what you want to make. That yeah, is like that's 90% it. of the battle for me. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I go on Pinterest sometimes for meal ideas. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, 
getting close to the end. So let's cover this one. Zia asks, if you had to pick your fave in-game pet, what would it be? What's the most enjoyable PVM content for you? It looks like we already covered that. Raids 3 reward thoughts. Mm. And then he also puts in quote or um, parentheses, Sebe vegan mukbang win. And I will cover that as soon as we cover the other three. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about that. Um, favorite pet in game. I um, I have my hellhound out right now. I really do love my hellhound. Um, but otherwise, I would say my dream pets are probably bloodhound and puppetile. The classics. Everybody loves those. I also really like the KQ pet. Those are probably my top three. Um, and then, yeah, enjoyable PVM content. I, I mean, I said I liked Inferno, but I also really like Corrupted Gauntlet and... I like it. I like collection log stuff. I really do. I like watching it and I I like doing it myself. I don't feel like my account is at the level where I could like base anything around it cuz you know, I'm like yeah. my total level isn't very high. I haven't done very much. But when I do start getting to that point, I am really excited about it cuz I really really do enjoy watching it. And then I honestly haven't looked too much into the Raids 3 rewards. I'm kind of trying to go in as blind as possible because me and Ditterbitter and Lopsy have this dream of just walking into Raids 3 and knowing absolutely nothing. And I just feel like it'll be one of the most fun streams I'll ever do. Um, so I'm trying to go a little bit blind. But from what I've seen, it seems like everything is just kind of like um, small upgrades. I honestly don't really remember anything right now. The thing I like the artwork. Yeah, Masori seems really cool. It's just like the upgraded Armadil. Right, 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 right. And like that just seems really nice because it just has so many uses because it's also best in slot mage defense, which means like mm -hmm. it replaces Carols everywhere. And that just sounds That's really so nice. nice. Like, I... Dude, it's so nice that the Barrows meta is just being completely run out of the game every yes. day. Fucking love it. Fuck Barrows. Literally. Like, why <laughs> the hell am I still using a 2000? four or five i i think it's 2005 yeah i mean i think a lot of people now just do like the crystal armor and the mystics i think yeah know, yeah a lot of people just go without it but yeah it is nice to see i don't know i honestly haven't looked at the rewards since they initially announced them and i was just a little bit overwhelmed um mm -hmm. yeah. i listened to the podcast like when the the i mean the old school runescape uh stream like when it first came out and i remember liking a lot of them but i haven't really looked at it since i'm trying to go in as fresh as possible and it seems like they're making a lot of changes anyways i'm just gonna wait until they really announce what's coming out yeah and plus they i mean their big ticket item is supposed to be this two tick wand that differs yeah, in speed I... and it's like that th that whole weapon i am supposed to be up to date on this shit that is the most confusing <laughs> weapon i have ever seen in my life it's I just, thought the same thing too. Yeah, there I remember so, hearing about it being like, like, it, what is it? It's like two ticks, then two ticks, then it's like one tick is like a special. I don't really understand. It's weird. I remember being it, at like five with like two in the middle. It's like two, 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 four, two, 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 four. But oh, if that's what but is. but if you're uh, if you did like two, 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 and then you stopped attacking for eight ticks, then it resets and goes two, two, two again, and then it goes to four, and then on top of that. Any every spell book has a different unique effect for the wand. And it's just right, there are right. so many things going on. I'm like, holy fuck. And then Yeah, I think that's why I don't have an opinion. There's just too much to and then too the, much going on. The craziest part is your mage defense or sorry, your mage strength bonus and accuracy doesn't have anything to do with the wand. So like again, this makes no fucking sense, but apparently Ancestral doesn't even do anything to the max hits. That the wand has Regardless its own... Of, like what monster you're using it against? I don't even know. It is the most That's confusing so thing of all time. And so I'm like, yeah. whatever, we'll we'll get it and we'll just 
find out what the hell it is. Yeah, my thoughts are that it's overwhelming, and I'll look at it when it's finalized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll wait to understand it till later. It feels like rocket science at this point. Yes. <laughs> okay. Looks like I'm just kind of going through it. Looks like we've covered pretty much everything, and some questions were kind of related to other things we've already talked about. But um, do you have anything to add before I ask my couple questions to you? Trying to scroll through and see if we missed anything that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I, I just I wanted to just finish off Hanny's question really quick, just um, just about the workout thing. We talked about diet, but I just wanted to tell Hanny specifically, um, and like anybody who's going through like a, a a big change in their life that's like trying to get super fit that. Um, I, I, now I, I, my life is like focused on balance now. And I, I know that when a lot of people like start their fitness journey, they think that they have to like go really hard and go to the gym every day and change their life completely for it. And it's just, it's just not the case. You're, you're going to hurt yourself more in the long run if you do that. Yeah. So I work out like maybe four days a week now. And on the days that I don't work out, I try to go on a walk or something. If I don't great, I try to go to yoga every week. I try to go ballet every week, switch it up, not get bored. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. I want to actually just say a little bit more on that actually about like just wellness in general in life mm -hmm. it's like yeah i mean for the past few years like i i have had my healthy phases i've had my like more chubby stages where i just like stop mm -hmm. caring as much um and i'm finally getting to that point by the way like i don't like to really address these kind of things because i don't know it's just not about like it's not related to my content and generally my social media stuff's about my content so I don't really share personal things but like I've lost 15 pounds since December and nice. I'm like happy about it because I just made very simple changes mm -hmm. that have just seriously improved my quality of life like not even just weight wise or anything but just like happiness levels just, yeah, I think that's really the key. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's nice. And I uh and like I I am excited and optimistic about the future because the little teeny changes have made a difference in five months. Yeah. And I you, think that Yeah. Sorry. No, you're yeah. I think that the problem a lot of people run into is that they like really go they go really hard, hard in yeah. a super unsustainable way and then i think going hard in an unsustainable way is like what made me have my really unhealthy relationship with food and what me had my had my unrelationship my healthy whoa unhealthy relationship with fitness mm -hmm. and i mean you're, you're living in it right now so you know it's like small changes that are sustainable that won't make yes. too much of a change in your daily routine are really the things that are gonna change your change your life the most yeah you know and the cool thing is you just keep adding on to it in your mm -hmm. own time and... when it's comfortable yep you don't always have to be pushing so hard outside of your comfort zone it's not fun <laughs> yeah and yeah. the other really important thing i've kind of seen in my own life is just like writing it down kind of i was take mm -hmm. i like went on a long walk last week and i was just baked <laughs> but uh i like those walks i just like walk around and just there's like a, a really scenic view yeah i like it too until i feel like the clown is chasing me you know <laughs> yeah i don't get Otherwise, any clowns yeah. chasing me but i get really introspective and i just remember having this really distinct feeling like i am very happy right now like i'm doing exactly what i should be doing i'm not sitting down on the fucking couch eating a pizza right now i'm just like i'm doing something that's 
actually good for me. And uh, I wrote it down because I was like, I want to just write down how I feel right now and just to remind myself, like, don't, like, don't do something that's actively just causing just damage to your body. And it's not necessarily damage to eat a fucking pizza, but it's like, this ain't getting me to the spot I want to be at. Like, I want to feel, I feel like most people want to feel comfortable in their skin. Just Mm -hmm. feel comfortable, feel confident. And if you don't have that, life gets a little bit sad because... Yeah, it's hard. It's just like, yeah, it's hard to be like happy in a social environment when you're not feeling the greatest or you feel like fat or you feel like, I don't know, ugly and stuff like But I don't know. I think I I, I had some realizations like I want to be happy and part of being happy is feeling confident in your body. And so like, yeah, that is what I always try to look at in the future just like whenever i want to make a bad mistake and like order donuts and shit i'm like nope like Mm -hmm. let's think about the long term and yeah you just don't want to you just don't want to be have your body be on the forefront of your mind when you're trying to spend time with people or anything like that it's just not yeah and it it shouldn't take away from your life and it helps with everything in your life if your body is feeling good and looking Mm -hmm. good everything in your everything else in your life comes into place and i will say about the cravings thing like I had a bad DoorDash habit, and I have com- I have not ordered any food for almost six weeks now. I've deleted nice. all the apps. I remember just- you talking about it on one of the recent casts. I think I am so proud of myself, and I, you know, I'm not, you know, I try not to say too much about the things I'm proud of, but I'm very, <laughs> I'm proud of myself because that that resistance test of like order it, order it, and I'm like, nope, nope, and yeah, you say it loud and proud. That's awesome. And uh, and the you know what the cool thing is there's a there is another option that pizza does not have to be the one thing that will cure everything in your life if you have a pizza it's like no you can just go and eat a normal meal and feel satiated and then you're good and you don't have the thoughts anymore it's like right yeah also it's like if you're living a balanced lifestyle like for me I found that if I was getting in like sort of like binge eating sort of you know moments i would find that the if the food wasn't fun anymore it's just like it felt it felt like the only comfort that i could get was from like sitting down and like eating a pizza on the couch when in reality it's like it didn't really make me feel any better i felt like shit about it after yeah but now that i i just don't see food that way it's like you know i eat you know normally i eat to fuel my body and then if i want a fun meal it, it's exactly that it's a fun meal and i don't feel guilty about it yeah. and i feel happy about it and you know you can you can treat yourself you should treat yourself like i give myself yes. a treat at least every day and then when i want to when i want to ball out and eat a whole pizza i'll do it and i won't feel bad and it just it just makes life a lot more enjoyable overall to not be obsessed with things like that yep you're totally right yeah, it's good. Okay. I want to ask you, where would you like to be and where do you see yourself in five years? 2027. Wow, that's a long time from now. I know. And even it, it seems so far away, but it's so short as well. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I've realized that one of my biggest dreams, that's like a huge kind of reach goal for me, would be something that integrates both acting sort of and streaming together i would love to do like i would love to like work in esports and like be like a presenter of sorts and host events and things like that Mm. and uh yeah just just kind of be a you know a public speaker sort of in that way host events at conventions and host online things i think that would be really 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 cool and then say streaming on the side um or you you say you're an introvert you say you're an introvert 
<laughs> well, I'm an introvert in terms of like, I, well, I'm an extrovert introvert. I love We're being all, in front of people. Yeah. I really do. But I also, I just need, I need a lot of alone time and I don't, I, I'm not good at keeping up with a lot of friends because if, if you are my friend, like if we are close, like I will give you everything, you know, mm -hmm. and I can only afford to give that to like a handful of people. Yep. So I, at a time I only ever have like three really close friends, but I'm really, really, really close to them. And I like love them with everything that I have, but I just can't afford to be somebody who's like keeping up with everybody and, you know, always, you know, always talking. I, I just need a lot of quiet time. But when I, when I do talk to people and when I do socialize and when I do like pr perform and like host and things like that, I do give it my all. So it's just, I just need a lot of recharge time. That's not saying that I don't like people and I don't like being around them. I love it. I just now you're totally need a lot me. of time to reset. <laughs> I, I love being, a, I love being the same cast host, but I'm also extremely introverted, but yeah. I can't even say I'm introverted because I've seen real introverts and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty extroverted, I guess. Well, I think I heard that introversion and extroversion is like just the way you gain your energy. So like extroverts will gain their energy from being around people oh. and introverts will gain their energy from being by themselves. So who the so fuck you is can... an extrovert then? <laughs> like, I feel like everybody so... gets their uh, like... Well, you think that because you play RuneScape, <laughs> but like <laughs> You're I went right. to theater school. You're I went to right. theater school, so I know some real extroverts. Like some okay. of my old roommates, like constantly would be on the phone or constantly like in the living room wanting to hang out or you know always like talking to their mom or always you know wanting to go out every night. Like those people really get their energy from being with other people, and they get depressed if they're alone for too long. Okay, that makes you know? a lot more sense actually. Yeah, I do not hang out with extroverts. <laughs> I don't think a lot of us do. I think that's why a lot of us play video games is because we need our alone time. Extroverts have to be like a, a small percentage of the population, right? I, I, well, yes and no. Like, do you ever like go to the grocery store and you see somebody that's like just yapping away on their phone while they're like getting yeah. their groceries? Those people are probably extroverts. You're right. I think it's just as people that need to be like constantly stimulated You're and constantly right. doing something. I think people I think on the internet all the time us. are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Internet people are probably not that type of person. <laughs> yeah, and I hang out with a lot of internet people. You're right. Yep. Yep. You're in a bubble. Sorry. Yeah, it's really strange when you start seeing... Um, I think I notice it when I watch documentaries, actually. Like, I'll watch a documentary and I'll just see people, just floods of people just outside doing something. And I'm like, <laughs> people actually, like, go outside and, like, do things <laughs> like they i do. forgot crazy, huh? i kind of forgot that like there actually still is a real world because when you spend so much time <laughs> online you think like the world's evolved into all online but it's like no not quite yet not yet i know especially after the pandemic too it's yeah. like we've lived in it for so long there yeah. was a time where we really couldn't go outside yeah yeah very interesting <laughs> okay well um, it is that time to ask for three shout outs from anybody in the community and why. So. All right, perfect. Um, all right. The first shout out, I, I mean, we talked about him a lot, but I'm going to have to give it to Qunix. Um, Qunix was like, I think he was the first person that I'm still friends with that I met on Twitch. I found him like in one of my first like weeks of being on Twitch just because I was like scrolling on the sidebar and he was right under NASA in the recommended stream. <laughs> and I was like, this guy looks kind of cute and funny. So NASA. I went and talked to him and yeah. <laughs> 
And I knew absolutely nothing about Twitch at the time. Like I was completely clueless. He told me to download, he like came into my stream and he was being super nice. And he told me to download better TTV. And I was like, I'm not clicking on that link. Like that looks scary. Yep. Like I, I am not going to trust that. So nice just, try like, hacker. Yeah. yeah. Nice try idiot. I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> so I just like didn't have emotes for a really long time on my channel. But then we did a stream one day on his channel where, um, Oh, no, I think it was on mine, actually, where he came into voice with me and we went on Better TTV and he just, like, explained all the emotes to me and helped me add all the ones that were necessary. That's cool. And, yeah, it was a really good time. So I really, I mean, he and I both help each other a lot. I think we both, we've been, like, growing kind of at a similar rate. So we've been, like, really kind of, like, holding hands every step of the way yeah. and helping each other as much as we can. And it, it's just been really nice to, like, it, it feels like I'm, like, growing up alongside somebody. And I, I, I love Keen Inks with everything. He's an amazing streamer and... I love watching him and yeah, I just shout out to Kenny. He's the best. Yeah, he is. Can I just um, add one thing yeah. about Nick? Please. I did a Raid Shadow Legends stream. I shouldn't even say that the game without being paid, but <laughs> no, I did a, a little Raid Shadow Legends stream like a year and some months ago. And you know what Nick did? He came in and just hyped everybody up for it and was the first download and the first like playthrough tutorial thing. And I'm like, you did not need to do that. And yet you come into my stream, hype it up about the whole sponsorship, do your part. It wasn't even his part. He did He did not need to do that. And he <laughs> did it. And I'm like, you're a fucking legend. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's really, really great like that. That that doesn't surprise me at all. It makes a ton of it, sense for him. Yeah, that's just Nick. Yeah. Awesome yep, guy. That's just, that's just who he is. Yeah, he's one of the best chatters ever. I learned to be a good chatter through Cunique, so... Shout out. I think I'm a pretty good chatter now, and I, I attribute most of that to him. So, <laughs> um, Number two, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out to Lopsy. Lopsy is also somebody that inspires me a lot in streaming. If you don't know Lopsy, then you might not know some of the most iconic streams that have ever been streamed on Twitch.television, including but not limited to the one stream where he like taped his webcam to his hat and streamed his screen just through the webcam one of the best streams i've ever seen another stream where he uh taped his webcam to his subwoofer and Jesus Christ. just like some of the most scuffed shit you've ever seen in your entire life but he just he is just the perfect example of like controlled chaos and um i as i said before like i'm a really you know organized person i like things to be a certain way and seeing his streams go so well when he's just like being a complete fucking idiot is so inspiring to watch. Like he just, he's so funny. He just says whatever he wants. And it's just, he is like a perfect reminder of just be yourself and do something crazy and people will like it, you know? I'm going to so, interrupt once again and say, Please. by the way, for those listening, Lopsy has been on the Save A cast twice. Yes. He had his own episode Icon. and then with Sekon and Lopsy. And yeah, just a fucking awesome person. Yeah. He's also pushing for partner, so leave a tab, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, his streams are great, and he's just a wonderful person. Um, and the last one, I'm going to give it to formerly Mick Dilk, now Mick Homie. Um, Mick is so fucking great. He, he hosts the clan and game called The Homies, and he is one of the best examples of, like, fostering a really, really, really tight and incredible community. Like, everybody in The Homies is so fucking close and, like, so kind to each other, and they just have developed, like, such a sen sense of humor and, like, an emote culture that I, I think is, like, honestly unparalleled. Um, 
and he's just a wonderful person. He's been like hosting a bunch of community events. Like he hosted the crab game a while ago. And I think he's going to be hosting some other stuff in the future. And I just feel like he really is making an effort to, um, to bring the community together uh, in a really, really genuine way. And I also feel like he is admirable in that he, um, he, he does what he wants to do on stream. Like he's been, he's also been pushing for partner and he's been doing variety streams, even though he knows it doesn't get him, you know, as high of numbers, which is just like the way that the RuneScape category goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's like, this is, this is the way I want my stream to be. So if it takes longer for me to get there, because I want to show people what I truly want my stream to become, then that's fine. And you don't see that a lot. You see a lot of people get close to the partner numbers and they'll stop they'll stop doing their normal content. They'll stay with what they know is comfortable and safe. And he doesn't do that. He takes risks because he knows it's what he wants in the long term. And I really fucking admire that. He's just a wonderful person. Yeah. Mick is awesome. Yeah. Love Mick. Great three shout outs. Yeah. Love them. Okay. Zoe. It was not the six hour cast we had planned on, but it was almost <laughs> four hours. And I think that's very respectable. I think it's perfect. Yeah. But um, I got to say, guys, go check out Zoe's stream and YouTube and Twitter down in the description. Do it for me, at least. Um, <laughs> she's a fantastic streamer, as you guys can probably just tell by this podcast. She's just an amazing entertainer, just an awesome person. So go show her some love down in the links below. And to, uh, next week, I'll just announce it once again. You guys already know. But episode 73, we'll be having Bodhi on the Sebe cast. There's no way. Yeah, it's going to, <laughs> it's honestly amazing. And I'm really, so cool. I'm just, I'm honored for the opportunity to be able to speak to the, like the OSRS Twitch goat. I mean, just content creator goat of the OSRS category. I mean, just, it's just a insane privilege for me. So I'm really looking forward to it. So be sure to tune in for there. If you guys would like to support the Sebe cast for $2 a month, there's a pledge, or as a pledge, um, there's a Patreon link down in the description. You can support the cast, get your name on the title screen. And when we hit 50 patrons, as I've stated before, we will get timestamps on every future episode, and I will make that a a part of the you know routine of the Sebe cast to make sure there's timestamps. So thank you guys for listening. Zoe, any last words? That's all. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And also, I hope that you, we were talking earlier about how, you know, the Save It cast might still feel like a small thing to you, but I hope that you realize that I'm a huge fan and you have Bodie on the next episode. This yeah. this is a really good podcast. You've done something really wonderful for the community. Thank you very much. And it was my pleasure to have you on. It was a great conversation. Thank you again. Thank you. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Ciao. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.